You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Cutting Ukraine in two. C.J. Papa, Fox News, Day 55, Russia's aggression into Ukraine. The exact number of soldiers on the ground is not clear, but a maximum of 62,000 troops are on Ukrainian soil. Fox's Matt Finn in the western city of Lviv. Russia is attempting to essentially slice Ukraine in two by gaining control of the Donbass region, which is on the far eastern side of this country nearest Russia. Controlling this industrial area would deprive Ukraine of its own critical mines, metal plants, and factories. Allies of Ukraine are trying to deliver more advanced weapons to bolster their defense against Russia. The Kremlin saying today a reported ban on Russian players for this year's Wimbledon tennis tournament in Britain would hurt the tournament itself. A Kremlin spokesperson says it's unacceptable. The report in the sports industry news site Sportico blames the potential ban on Moscow's invasion. A British judge gives the thumbs up to the extradition of Julian Assange to the United States to face spy charges. The case will now go to Britain's interior minister for a decision. The WikiLeaks founder can still appeal today's ruling that comes after the UK Supreme Court last month refused his permission to appeal against the lower court rulings that he could be extradited. Masks are coming up, but is the White House ready to keep the court fight going? President Biden was asked, should Americans keep wearing masks on planes? That's up to them. Press Secretary Jen Psaki says a decision on appealing will be made by the Justice Department. In the meantime, she encouraged Americans to continue following CDC recommendations. And public health uh, decisions shouldn't be made by the courts. Uh, They should be made by public health experts. The CDC had extended the travel mask mandate for at least two more weeks before the federal district court judges ruling. Jared Halpert, Fox News. America is listening to Fox News. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation, worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like you're going 100 miles an hour, barely keeping up. But to cruise through challenges, you need someone who's right there with you. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the Windows PCs and tech advice you need to get past whatever's in front of you and get where you want to go. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. A start to a simpler experience with Windows 11 Pro. Strong winds. Providing the fuel for the fast-moving tunnel fire near Flagstaff in Arizona's Coconino County. The wall of fire forcing people to scramble to safety, wiping out dozens of structures. More than 750 homes, 1,000 animals have been evacuated from the blaze that ballooned to over nine square miles. Today is 420, the day linked to marijuana. Many are ready to light it up, but cops say don't get high and drive. 
Multiple agencies around the country say they will be looking out for impaired drivers. The Johnson County Sheriff's Department in Kansas, the Dickinson County Sheriff's Office in Iowa, and the Texarkana Police Department in Arkansas are just some of the agencies warning of increased enforcement activities. As part of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's campaign regarding impaired drivers and marijuana. NHTSA says marijuana use has been associated with an increased risk in crashes and that 56% of drivers involved in a serious injury or fatal crash crash in the fall of 2020 tested positive for at least one drug. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. A Lakers and NBA legend Jerry West demanding an apology and an attraction. He's angry over the way he's being portrayed in the hugely popular HBO series Winning Time, which is about the 1980s Showtime Lakers. His legal eagles sending a letter to the network and the show's producer Adam McKay obtained by ESPN claiming the show has made a baseless and malicious assault on his character to the NBA playoffs. The Pelicans are going to go back to Louisiana in a 1-1 series. Ending the game on a 28-16 run over the last seven and a half minutes. The call on TNT Sports underdog New Orleans wins at Phoenix 125-114. to Miami and Memphis were also victorious last night. The Heat defeating Atlanta 115-105 and Memphis Malls, Minnesota. I'm CJ Papa. This is Fox News. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Ardco Equipment Rentals in New Iberia. Let Ardco handle all of your heavy equipment needs. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. Stocks finishing higher as investors absorb the latest round of earnings reports for clues into how businesses are dealing with rampant inflation. Netflix stock plunged after hours after the streaming services company said it lost subscribers overall for the first time since its infancy, and executives expect the same to happen this quarter on a wider scale. For the first quarter, Netflix reported a net loss of 200,000 paid subscribers, while analysts were forecasting an overall addition of 2.5 million. The decline comes after price increases in the U.S. and Canada. It was a better earnings story for IBM. Big Blue posting better than expected first quarter financial results as the tech giant continues shifting its focus to cloud computing and artificial intelligence software. The Dow rising 500 points, the Nasdaq up 287, S&P 500 up 71. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hillary Barsky, invested in you. Are you questioning Joe Biden's handling of the economy, soaring inflation, higher taxes, $30 trillion of debt, and wild congressional spending? If yes, you'll want this new economic guide, The Iceberg Economy, Surviving a Bloated Market and a Punch-Drunk Administration. Call Monetary Gold right now to get this free guide. It will help you protect your savings and preserve your retirement. Get this free guide by calling 866-443-4655. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 6.06 in the morning. Bernie, what's the widget say? 55, mostly cloudy. 55 degrees and mostly cloudy. No, those clouds are not caused by Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson. Happy 420 to you. Daniel Phillips says clouds stick around today. Well, some of those may be uh, Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg related. 10% chance of showers and a high of 80. A full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit. For News Talk 96.5 KPL, I'm Ian Ozan. We start in Mamou, where two men are wanted in connection with an incident in which someone shot at the town's police chief. Investigators say Louis Jones and Devontae Poulard were involved in last week's drive-by on 3rd Street before leading police on a chase. That chase ended, and then one of the suspects shot at the police chief before they ran away. 
They're wanted on attempted first-degree murder and other charges. If you know where Jones and Poulard are, call 911. In Youngsville, the city council approves a master plan for the expansion of the sports complex. That expansion includes high school and college regulation baseball fields with sunken dugouts, an amphitheater, a jogging trail, and more. Dirt work is already underway. You may be thinking, why does Youngsville need a college regulation baseball field? Look at the money the city's pulled in with the Mardi Gras Mambo College Softball Tournament. Bringing a baseball tournament is next on their agenda, one would imagine. In Lafayette, a vote to build a new Northeast Regional Library will have to be redone. The Library Board approved that motion and several others this year without the minimum number of votes required by state law. The board was supposed to consider bylaw revisions during Monday's meeting, but the proposed changes may have also violated state law. Also in Lafayette, the old city hall at the corner of Lee and Jefferson Streets now has a new name. The city council voted to rename the building after former Lafayette Community Director, Community Development Director, excuse me, Phil Lank. Lank died in January. As the city's community development director, he secured funding to help revitalize downtown in the 1980s and to renovate the Hyman Center at the end of that decade. He's best known as one of the co-creators of Festival International. Remember that old Allied Discount Tire commercial? Tires are not cheap, they're expensive, and they smell bad. Or tires are not cheap, they're not pretty, and they smell bad. Would help if I'd have typed that right. Well, you could say the same thing about insurance in Louisiana. A new survey says policyholders in the state feel their insurance doesn't do enough for them. David Grubb reports. The LSU Public Policy Research Lab continues to release its findings from the 2022 Louisiana survey. And Associate Professor Michael Henderson says when respondents were asked how they felt about how their insurance providers have handled property claims over the last two years. About half were satisfied and about half of those who are dissatisfied. With the state facing multiple weather-related disasters, it's no surprise that 40% of those asked said they had filed a property damage claim during that time, with a large majority saying that the costs are too high and overall satisfaction is low. There's just a lot of feeling of just pessimism and dissatisfaction that things just aren't going well. I'm David Grubb. At the state capitol, a bill that would ban transgender children from playing high school athletics is headed to the House. Senator Beth Mizell's bill easily cleared the Senate by a 29-6 vote. Senator Jay Luno opposed the bill. He says the Louisiana High School Athletic Association already has rules in place to prohibit transgender athletes. Mizell responded by saying the bill clarifies that language. If we pass this legislation, it is my belief that someone will file suit and that they very likely will win that suit. And we will have that issue here in the state of Louisiana. This is a reinforcement mechanism that gives them the opportunity to stand by their gender standards that exist right now. Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed similar legislation last year. Meanwhile, a bill to kill the death penalty is dead on arrival. Brooke Thorrington has the update. Bill sponsor Katrina Jackson of Monroe says the state has mistakenly sentenced innocent men to death before. The one thing that we cannot give back to a person when they've been convicted innocently is their life. She argued it's time to end death sentences altogether. Franklinton Senator Beth Mizell isn't sure ending executions is a good idea. It's, it's all we got. Until Christ gives his judgment, it's all we got. Baton Rouge's Bodie White says there's still a deterrent effect to capital punishment. I think they do deserve the possibility of the death penalty in the most heinous circumstances. The vote was 5-1 to one against killing the bill for the session. I'm Brooke Thorrington. $232 million. That's how much money was spent on sports betting in Louisiana last month. And as Brooke Thornton reports, the state's gaming chairman is beyond pleased with that number. 
About $232 million actually wagered. We do know that that was in large part to the March Madness, but in particular, the Final Four being in New Orleans. Ronnie John says they identified more than 10,000 geolocations that wagered for the first time in Louisiana, and they were located inside the Superdome. So how much does $232 million wagered mean for the state? Probably be about $5.6, $5.7 million of taxes that were paid. John says he's extremely pleased with how things are progressing. I'm Brooke Thorington. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajun softball team gets a big hit at the right time. The delivery. That's a fly ball hit well to center field. And diving forward and missing is Davis. One run scores. Jerry Glasgow waves around. Carly Heath, two run score. And the Cajuns take a 4-2 lead. That call from the Raging Cajun Sports Network from Learfield. Alexa Langlier's two-run double in the top of the eighth inning lifted the Cajuns to victory over Illinois. Final score, 4-2. to two. Cajuns led 2-1 to one in the seventh inning, but Illinois tied the game with a two-out RBI single. Louisiana puts its eight-game win streak on the line today against Indiana. First pitch set for 1 o'clock Central on ESPN Lafayette. Those of you who pay attention know that game was supposed to be about 4 o'clock this afternoon, but weather in the area here in Bloomington, Forcing that game to, be pu- game to be pushed up. In fact, the widget over here says the rain is coming. Louisiana Raging Cajuns baseball falls to LSU in the Wally Pond of Classic. Final score, LSU 6, Louisiana 4. The Tigers scored four runs in four in- or, excuse me, scored five runs in the fourth inning. That was the difference in the game. The Cajuns resume Sunbelt play on Friday at Georgia State. In the NBA, Brandon Ingram's big fourth quarter pushes the New Orleans Pelicans to victory in Game 2 of the Western Conference quarterfinals. Ingram finished the game with 37 points and 11 rebounds to lead the Pels to a 125-114 victory. The series is now tied at one game apiece. Pelicans head coach Willie Green assesses Ingram's performance. This is one of his best, and it was on a big stage. I'm proud of that young man. Uh, he works his tail off. He's a great teammate, high character, high IQ, and he put it on display tonight. Okay, Ian. Ian? Phoenix's Devin Booker left the game with an undisclosed injury. Game three is scheduled for tomorrow in New Orleans. I didn't hear the bite. Was it there? Oh, yeah. No, it was there. I'm just having to do eight things at one time. Magic. Oh, magic. The magic of radio. You know what else is magical? The Mega Millions jackpot. Somebody, I should say, huh? We didn't win. No, we didn't win. For the first time in uh, the last three drawings, nobody won the Mega Millions. It's up to $22 million. Somebody in Louisiana won $1,500, though, which isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Powerball night worth $370 million. Lotto worth $1,050,000 in the Easy Five at $110,000. Maybe you will get lucky tonight. <laughs> Hold on. I need to double check that Powerball number because that doesn't okay. seem right. I think it's a little bit higher than that. Hold on. Okay. Let's see. Nope, it is 370. I had okay. it right. So three seventy for Powerball, one million fifty thousand for Lotto and Easy Five at one hundred ten thousand dollars. And finally, burning. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and see what. Oh, oh. Well, I misread this. I could have gotten behind it. Oh. Until I realized what it was. Today is National Cheddar Fries Day. Okay. What? What? I thought it said bacon. I thought it said bacon cheese fries. Well, what's wrong with cheddar fries? 
the picture they have shows the uh, the queso cheese, the uh -huh. liquid cheese, which I'm not a fan of. If you're going to do cheese fries, you have to get yeah. the shredded cheese, put it on top, put it in the oven, and let it come out that yeah, way. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good that's point, That's the actually. way to do it, because the picture they have has queso cheese with what looks like pieces of ham torn up and thrown on top. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, Yeah, that, that picture just threw me off. Mm. Now, granted, it is 420, so I'm sure someone who had the munchies created that <laughs> particular dish in the picture. Uh, the holiday was founded back in 2016. Snuffer's Restaurant and Bar created uh, Cheese Fries Day or Cheddar Fries Day uh -huh. because, well, they wanted to celebrate an item that's been on their menu since 1978. It's since uh, been spread and apparently the restaurant successfully petitioned the National Day calendar to recognize National oh, Cheddar Fries Day. Okay. Also on uh, the item today is Lima Bean Respect Day. Oh, all right. That, yeah, yeah, you know, because I think people pick on lima beans. You know, I don't Who want... you lima beans need it respect? Well, they, they you know, you don't, you're not going to have that at every meal. But you remember when you were a kid, at least this was always the case for me. There was always the random, oh, we're having lima beans with whatever else, the meatloaf. And I was mm -hmm. like, eh, that's pretty okay. But you weren't excited. You weren't excited about that. That was not, so that, that wasn't as good as corn, you know? So they're like the Rodney Dangerfield of beans. They get yeah, no respect. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. So they need it. So it's Lima Bean Respect Day. Yeah. Okay. Today is National Pineapple Upside Down Cake Day. Oh, we can get behind that one. yes, we can. Today is Lookalike Day. Oh, you and I look a lot alike. Yeah, we do. <laughs> no. Banana Day. So okay. the Savannah Bananas can celebrate today. They can. That baseball team. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's 420. We know what that is. Leave uh -huh. your cookies and milk out for uh, Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson. <laughs> and is there anything else today? Uh, no. Uh, and famous birthdays for today. If you're celebrating a birthday on 420, you celebrate with the likes of Carmen Electra. Oh, okay. Who today turns, is she 49 or 50? Wait, I don't See? know. I have to go back to something. Uh-huh. Don't you have a birthday soon? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. All right, spill the lima beans, Ozan. When's the birthday? Sunday. Ah, okay. I knew, but I couldn't mm -hmm. pinpoint exactly what yeah, date it's Sunday. it was. Car All right. Carmen Electra is indeed 50. Well, she which looks is, great for 50. Again, that's hard to believe for those of us who watched Baywatch on Saturday nights <laughs> growing up. Um, that makes that just makes us realize we're old. Model Miranda Kerr is 39 years old. Actor Joey Lawrence. Whoa. He's 46 today. Shamar Moore of The Young and the Restless in NCIS fame. He's 52. He's so Crispin, pretty. Love uh, him. He, yes, he is. I, I will have to give him that. Even after shaving his head, Shamar Moore uh, still is a good-looking man. Crispin Glover is 58 today. Clint what Howard, uh, the <clears throat> other Howard brother, is 63. Mm -hmm. okay. Luther Vandross would have been 71 wow. today. Wow. Rest his soul. Yep. Steve Spurrier. Former coach of the Florida Gators, he's 77 today and still one of the best sound bites ever. Jessica Lang, 73. Ryan O'Neill is 81. John Paul Stevens is, it says, former U.S. Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens is 102 today. Wow. I didn't realize he was that old. I knew he was up there, but I didn't realize he was that old. George Takei is 85. Aww. And lastly, my personal favorite on this list. Jazz drummer and vibraphonist Lionel Hampton, born on this day in 1908. Please. If you're not familiar with Hamp's work, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube and listen to it. Some of the most mellow and, and sweetest sounds you'll find in the world of jazz. Oh, 
Loving it. Loving it. It is coming up now on 619 on Acadiana's Morning News. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana. Temperatures today getting up to about 80 degrees in the afternoon. Those winds got to be picking up. They'll be quite gusty this afternoon coming in out of the south. 15 to 20 miles an hour, probably gusting closer to about 30. Overnight lows tonight in the mid-60s. We'll get a little more sunshine tomorrow. We do stay warm and a little on the muggy side as we round out the work week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. It is 6-19 in the morning. We mentioned the New Orleans Pelicans getting a big win last night over the Phoenix Suns in the NBA playoffs. And if you played the DraftKings Sportsbook app, then you may have won big last night as well. And the winning continues on the DraftKings Sports app all through the first round of the NBA playoffs. You know the drill by now. Use code word PELICAN, PELICAN, PELICAN to get a special deal on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That's right. When you use code word Pelican and put a minimum $5 deposit down on and use that money on any game in the first round of the NBA playoffs, you get $150 in free bets automatically. No matter if your team wins, no matter if your team loses. $5 bet with a $5 deposit on any team in the NBA playoffs in the first round with code word Pelican, you get $150 in free bets just like that. And don't forget the same game parlays you put multiple legs on any single play. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. And with code word Pelican, you put a $10 same game parlay bet down, and you'll wind up getting a refund if you don't hit. It's that simple. All that in a bag of chips at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, reliable, and a whole lot more fun when you have a skin in the game. So download it right now. The DraftKings Sportsbook application. Use code word Pelican, Pelican, Pelican. Put a $5 deposit down and place a bet on any NBA game. Get $150 in free bets right then and there. $5 deposit, $5 bet. Give those $150 in free bets all this week using code word Pelican on the DraftKings Sportsbook application. You'll have some fun. I have. You can, too. Eligibility restrictions apply. You must be 18 years or older and physically present in Louisiana to play. Did we say eligibility and restrictions may apply? See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. The official gambling partner, excuse me, the, sp- the official gaming and betting partner of the Sportsbook Draft. <laughs> it's a on. Wednesday, man. DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook application. Licensee partners, the Golden Nugget of Lake Charles. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-ABCD. No, 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 that's hooked on phonics. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-877-770-STOP. Bonus. It is coming up now at 623 on Acadiana's Morning News. Bernadette Lee, Ian Ozan. All right, Ian, I want you to know that Miss Regina Thomas is here. Donna Savoie also in studio because they're here to talk about the Scott Buddha Festival. Yeah, coming up this weekend. Yeah, one of the best things ever. Well, ladies, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, all right, so what do we, um, I see a whole list of bands here. And, okay, first off, it's going to happen this weekend. Yes. But so the question would be, too, I want to make sure we talk about this right away. And that's the free shuttle service. Correct. So how's that going to work, y'all? We have various uh, free public parking areas throughout Scott, including Scott Park and Westline. 
and there will be a continuous shuttle running from the parking areas right to the entrance gate. So you get dropped off front and center. <laughs> I love that. I think that's very smart. So you guys also are going to have all kinds of amazing music. Yes. Oh, gosh. So who are some of the people that we can expect this weekend? Okay. Well, Friday, we're starting off at 6 with Blaine Roy, followed by Bag of Donuts. And at 11, we're closing out with Lil Late. Uh-huh. Y'all are going to have a good time that night. Okay. What about we the next will. couple days? <laughs> well, Saturday, we kick off at 11 o'clock with Horace Trahan, followed by Ryan Foray at 3.30. Dustin Saunier will take the stage with Crossfire, Wayne Tubes, and at 11 p.m., Chris Ardwan closes out the night. Oh, my goodness. All right. And then what are we doing uh, music-wise? What's happening Sunday? On Sunday, we're going to start off at 11 with Kevin Nakin, followed by Gino Delafosse. And then at four to close it out, we'll have Rusty Matoya. Oh, my God. Y'all, Scott, it, already the Scott Boudin Festival is just fun because it's Scott because that's where our West begins. <laughs> and then it's Boudin and that's beautiful. But then all this music thrown in. I, I think people just need to go to Scott and not leave. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so do either of you have a particular thing that you just love about the Scott Boudin Festival? It's the people. It's the people. The people huh? that come yes. in for it. Yeah. So, okay, what other things can we expect? Things like um, arts and crafts. Is there also, I've heard tell, of a Buddha eating contest? There's a Buddha eating contest <laughs> Saturday. In addition to the great music, we have a dance-off. We have a dance oh, contest Saturday yeah. afternoon. Now, is it possible to do both the Buddha uh, eating contest and the dance-off back-to-back? <laughs> Would you advise doing that? No. Ooh. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> you got to pick your poison, Ian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, also, a lot of stuff for the kids, it sounds like. We have an entire carnival set up, and if you pre-purchase an armband, you can pay $45, and the kids can ride unlimited throughout the three-day weekend. Oh, my gosh. They'll go crazy. It'll be such a blast for them. Yes. What a fun time and a, and a good thing to do. Y'all, there's so much... That's going to be happening this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Scott. Is there a good place for people to get all the info if they're listening to this and are like, wait, who's playing what day? Where do they go, y'all? The Scott Boudin Festival website. Okay, so just go there, check it all out. And for this event, um, are, are there any other things that we should know about for this weekend that we might not have asked about? No, um, we have lots and lots of good food, <laughs> really great music, and fun for every age in the family. Yeah. And we are still accepting volunteers. Still oh, volunteers. Oh, yes. cool. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, yeah, I want to go, but I could certainly help out, that's really a great idea because you're helping with the culture. Yes. Exactly. And it's a win-win. You get a free t-shirt. You get free admission. You get free food. Ooh, hello. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Free food, a free T-shirt, free admission. I think you and guys all of were, that's fantastic, right? considering the fact that we're just coming back from the pandemic. This is the first Boudin Festival in what three oh, years? Yes, y'all. It's hard to believe that we're even saying that, but it's so true. Yes. Wow. What and a great way to celebrate this. We're ready to knock it out of the park. I'll bet. I'll bet it's going to be a great weekend. Well, ladies, thank y'all so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Appreciate thank you for it. having us. Yeah. All right. So y'all know where you have to be this weekend over in Scott for the Scott Boudin Festival. Uh, I'm not going to enter into the Boudin eating contest, but I sure plan to watch that. I think that'd be very entertaining. <laughs> I've seen one before and it's magical. It is. It's coming up now on 628. <laughs> I'm Bernadette Lee, and you're listening to News Talk 96.5 KPEL.
The West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau is proud to present Kite Fest April 30th and May 1st. This festival of the year is family-friendly and free with kites, inflatables, food booths, fireworks, and more. Learn more at westbatonrouge.net. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 6.33 in the morning. Bernie, what's the widget say? Is it still 55? Oh, it's going to a blazing 56 degrees. 56 degrees in Acadiana. Daniel Phillips says we'll get up to 80 today with a 10% chance of showers and lots of clouds. Full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit for News Talk 96.5 KPEL. I'm Ian Ozan. We start in Mamou, where two men are wanted in connection with an incident in which someone shot at the town's police chief. Lewis Jones and Devontae Poulard are wanted on attempted first-degree murder and other charges. Investigators say they were involved in a drive-by shooting on 3rd Street before leading police on a chase. When that chase ended, either Jones or Poulard shot at the police chief before the two ran away. Call 911 if you know where they are. In Youngsville, the city council approves a master plan for the expansion of the sports complex. That expansion includes a high school and college regulation baseball field with sunken dugouts, an amphitheater and jogging trail, and more. Dirt work is already underway. In Lafayette, a vote to build a new Northeast Regional Library will have to be redone. The Library Board approved that motion and several others this year without the minimum number of votes required by state law. The board was supposed to consider bylaw revisions during Monday's meeting, but the proposed changes may have also violated state law. Staying in Lafayette, the old city hall at the corner of Lee Avenue and Jefferson Street has a new name. The city council voted to rename the building after former Lafayette Community Development Director Phil Lank. Lank died in January. As the city's community development director, he secured the funding to help revitalize downtown and to renovate the Hyman Center in the 1980s. He's best known as one of the co-creators of Festival International. Remember that old Allied Discount Tires commercial? Tires, they ain't cheap, they're not pretty, and they smell bad. Well, you could say the same thing about insurance in Louisiana. A new survey says the state's policyholders feel their insurance doesn't do enough for them. David Grubb reports. The LSU Public Policy Research Lab continues to release its findings from the 2022 Louisiana survey. And Associate Professor Michael Henderson says when respondents were asked how they felt about how their insurance providers have handled property claims over the last two years. About half who are satisfied and about half of those who are dissatisfied. With the state facing multiple weather-related disasters, it's no surprise that 40% of those asked said they had filed a property damage claim during that time, with a large majority saying that the costs are too high and overall satisfaction is low. There's just a lot of feeling of just pessimism and dissatisfaction that things just aren't going well. I'm David Grubb. At the state capitol, a bill that would ban transgender children from playing high school athletics is headed to the House. Senator Beth Mizell's bill easily cleared the Senate by a 29-6 vote. Senator Jay Luno opposed the bill. He says the Louisiana High School Athletic Association already has rules in place to prohibit transgender athletes. Mizell responded by saying this bill clarifies that language. The LSU public... If we pass this legislation, it is my belief that someone will file suit and that they very likely will win that suit, and we will have that issue here in the state of Louisiana. This is a reinforcement mechanism that gives them the opportunity to stand by their gender standards that exist right now. Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed similar legislation last year. Meanwhile, a bill to kill the death penalty is dead on arrival. 
Brooke Thorrington has the update. Bill sponsor Katrina Jackson of Monroe says the state has mistakenly sentenced innocent men to death before. The one thing that we cannot give back to a person when they've been convicted innocently is their life. She argued it's time to end death sentences altogether. Franklinton Senator Beth Mizell isn't sure ending executions is a good idea. It's, it's all we got until Christ gives his judgment. It's all we got. Baton Rouge's Bodie White says there's still a deterrent effect to capital punishment. I think they do deserve the possibility of the death penalty in the most heinous circumstances. The vote was five to one against killing the bill for the session. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Forgive me, I was typing out quotes because we're updating the story at kpl965.com and the website. $232 million. That's how much money was spent on sports betting in Louisiana last month. As Brooke Thornton reports, the state's gaming chairman is beyond pleased with those numbers. About $232 million actually wagered. We do know that that was in large part to the March Madness, but in particular, the Final Four being in New Orleans. Ronnie John says they identified more than 10,000 geolocations that wagered for the first time in Louisiana, and they were located inside the Superdome. So how much does $232 million wagered mean for the state? Probably be about $5.6, $5.7 million of taxes that were paid. John says he's extremely pleased with how things are progressing. I'm Brooke Thorrington. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns get a big hit at the right time. The delivery. That's a fly ball hit well to center field. And diving forward and missing is Davis. One run scores. Jerry Glasgow waves around. Carly Heath, two run score. And the Cajuns take a 4-2 lead. That call courtesy of the Raging Cajun Sports Network from Learfield. Alexa Langlier's two-run double in the top of the eighth inning lifted Louisiana to victory over Illinois. Final score, 4-2. to two. The Cajuns led 2-1 to one in the seventh inning, but Illinois tied the game with a two-out RBI single. LSU puts its eight-game win streak on the line today against Indiana. First pitch is set for 1 o'clock Central on ESPN Lafayette. The Louisiana Raging Cajuns baseball team falls to LSU in the Wally Pontiff Classic. Final score, LSU 6, Louisiana 4. The Tigers scored five runs in the fourth inning. That was the difference. The Cajuns resume Sunbelt play on Friday at Georgia State. To the NBA, Brandon Ingram's big fourth quarter pushes the New Orleans Pelicans to victory in Game 2 of the Western Conference quarterfinals. Ingram finished the game with 37 points and 11 rebounds to lead the Pels to a 125-114 victory. The series is now tied in one game apiece. Pelicans head coach Willie Green assesses Ingram's performance. This is one of his best, and it was on a big stage. I'm proud of that young man. Uh, he works his tail off. He's a great teammate, high character, high IQ, and he put it on display tonight. Phoenix's Devin Booker left the game with an undisclosed injury. Game three scheduled for tomorrow in New Orleans. Nobody won the Mega Millions last night. It's up to $22 million. Powerball tonight worth $370 million. Lotto at $1,050,000. Easy five at $110 thousand dollars and finally burning uh yes sir since we're in indiana today let's do a story out of indiana okay let's do it what's going on what you got so a man lost his wallet at a baseball game eight months ago okay and he thought it was lost he okay. gave up hope. Brandon Puckett said when he lost his game at, or when he lost his wallet rather, at a Fort Wayne 10 Cavs Dayton Dragons game in Fort Wayne last year, he scoured the area, searched all around his seat for his missing wallet, mm -hmm. but he had no luck. And he, he said he thought he'd never see it again. He yeah. thought he lost the credit cards, the cash, everything. So, of course, has to get a new wallet and has to replace everything. Fast forward to last week. An usher at the ballpark was wiping down seats in preparation for the 10 Cavs season opener. And he noticed something wedged between the seats. Ah. Guess what it was? I did it was have Mr. To be the Puckett's wallet. wallet. I love that. That's so cool. 
Now, here's what makes it better. Mr. Puckett pulled the wallet out while a TV news reporter was there to do a preview story <laughs> on the season opener, which wow. was the next week. That's so the cool. usher calls out to the camera guy, hey, look at this. So the reporter and the camera guy, well, it's modern TV. It was, it was the reporter and the camera guy were one person. Right, right, care. right. Yeah. So yeah. he calls over the one-man band and said, hey, you think we can get in touch with this guy? So the reporter, <laughs> doing his best uh, investigative uh, reporting, found Mr. Puckett on Twitter, got in touch with him, said, hey, is this your wallet? wallet? Yeah. And now the TV crew or the one-man band met up with Puckett or will soon meet up with Puckett to give the wallet back. Oh, I just love that. That's, a, you know, that's just really cool. And I, I would. I'd think I, I'm never going to see that again then all of a sudden. You know, I guess that's one of those things where you just never know. Life's going to throw you a curveball. And sometimes they're bad and sometimes they're good, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, the curveball hits you in the thigh and puts you on first base. <laughs> well, there's that, too. Coming up on 642. Your news update <laughs> is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com. Plenty of clouds across Acadiana today. Temperatures are going to be sitting in the 80s. I think we get right around 80 degrees with winds from the south at about 15 to 20 miles an hour. Could see gusts a little bit closer to about 30. It is quite breezy out there. We'll see mostly cloudy skies. So I do think we could get a little bit of clearing in the afternoon. Temperatures tomorrow expected to be in the mid-80s after we get down to about 65 degrees overnight tonight. Little muggier here as we get ready to round out the work week and head into the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist. Is Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 56 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. Weather brought to you by Broussard Poche, certified public accountant, your firm for a lifetime. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. No crashes, no breakdowns to worry about right now. We're loving that and we will take it. Our traffic update being brought to you by the folks over at Tropical Fishbowl. Gosh, an aquarium is such a great addition to your home. Your kids are going to love it. You will love it just because it helps ease the stress. You can kick back, sit in your recliner, maybe cuddle with your kids on the sofa. Look at the wonderful fish. I'm telling you, it takes you away. Even if it's only for a few minutes, a great stress reliever. Get an aquarium today. And with Tropical Fishbowl, you can also do their monthly maintenance plan. So you don't have anything to worry about except for your beautiful aquarium. Check out Tropical Fishbowl, Westmark Boulevard here in Lafayette, and also tropicalfishbowl.e. All right, it's coming up now on 648, very superstitious. Ugh, it sounds like the library board has got some work to do, Ian, that they need to, uh, they need to go back and uh, maybe learn or relearn some rules. Uh, I know I stumble with this process when I uh, have mm -hmm. served on, on boards and different things. Uh, Robert's Rules of Order. I would, you know, I'm just one of those people, but there's a little bit more, obviously, to this. So the library board did approve a motion. They It was a vote to build a new Northeast Regional Library, but that's going to have to be redone. Um, right. Not a, not a minimum number of votes, which is required by state law. And what I'm trying to figure out and what I need to go back to see here yeah. is how they've is how that vote came out. Because the issue is, if I remember correctly, yeah. a majority of the people who were at the meeting voted yes, but it was not the major. It was not the majority of the actual number of board members. Huh. 
Okay. And that's where the issue lied. And if you follow the Lafayette City Council, you know this. If a member is absent, there are only eight people. Mm -hmm. You still need five votes sure, sure, yeah. to get something done. Yeah. It's the number of it's a, it's the majority, a simple majority of the full membership, not a simple majority of those present. And I think that's where they came into. Yeah. Yeah. And you an might issue. tend to forget, you know, you might tend to forget that, you know. I mean, so, yeah, they got to go back and they got to figure this out. But that's basic. I don't want to say Robert's Rules of Order because Robert's Rules of Order was designed for Congress and was never meant for but, meetings like this. I know. Which is why the Lafayette, Lafayette City and Parish Councils, and even before that in consolidation, say what you will about them. They have the perfect way of running a meeting as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Does it have its issues? Yes. But the fact that they go by their own guidelines and kind of make it up as they go, mm -hmm. I, I think works for the Lafayette City and Parish Councils. And really for a board like the Lafayette library board they need to consider switching away from robert's rules of order to the standards and practices that lcg yeah. uses for its meeting. it sounds like it might be something a little bit better you know that might and be a flows. little more tuned to what they're doing yeah and absolutely look people are human people make mistakes you know right no and bad intention here just people make mistakes but you know hopefully they'll they'll uh Go back, figure out what would be the best determination in terms of what, what set of guidelines are we going to follow? Let's stick with it. Are we making sure we're abiding by local ordinances and by state law? And then move on with it and let's get moving on it. Because there's always some issue about a book or a video or whatever. Now the library, I mean, people have serious issues to go before this board. Right. And the, if you depending on who you believe, the issues about the about the books being challenged, the DVD being challenged and all of that are ways to distract from the Northeast Regional Library because there is talk, uh, again, depending on who you uh, believe and who you listen to, that some of the board members may try to pull back that vote or want it to, before it came out and the vote was invalid, want it to undo that vote and start leasing property instead of building a new library. And that's going to be a bone of contention between the members of the ad hoc committee for the Northeast Regional Library and the board. So now that they have to go back and re-vote on this, I would imagine this discussion to maybe so to run on. Mm -hmm. The bigger problem with the library board, though, there's no reason why these meetings should be running three hours. And watching the video from the last couple of meetings from those who are in yeah, but that's because everybody wants to go it. and talk and all that kind of stuff and get their but opinions I think, heard. But I think here, I, I think this is an issue where the board president, no matter who it is, and even before the current president took office, the president before him, I think let. I don't think used all the tools in the toolbox. This is one where a couple months ago. I said I agreed with Robert Judge when he had certain people put out when they interrupted and he removed them. Mm -hmm. I think he moved too slowly in doing it. Mm -hmm. I think better management of the meetings would also help here. Maybe. In addition to yeah, but in addition what, to going was, away from Robert's rules of order. Okay, and I get what your point is, but there are 50 people there to talk. A minimum of 50 mm -hmm. people based on all the different things I saw of people that were at the meeting on Facebook. Um, so it's not like you can stop people from going and giving their thoughts and opinions. Though. No, no, I'm not saying stopping that because they use the blue card process. After mm. review, we found out they use the blue card process, which is what LCG does. You sign up, yeah, you speak. You I'm talking about the people who interrupt. And not only that, this is the other part, and I'd have to go back and check this. I don't know if there's a three-minute or a five-minute rule. 
I th- that's something else the public library may need to look into if they don't have. Well, see, and that kind of, that's always been a bone of, of contention for me. I think it's five minutes because I think when we talked about it a couple weeks back, I think we looked into it. You know, that I think can be something that is also somewhat unfair, but I also understand the necessity for it because otherwise you'd have people up there for two hours going on and on and on about, you know, a point that could have been made in, you know, 120 in seconds. Three minutes. Yeah. And it yeah. forces, and if you know there's a three minute rule, it forces people who get up to speak right. to have their thoughts organized. If your thoughts aren't, aren't organized, that's on you. Yeah. And for as much as when I was younger, I disliked the three minute rule or the mm. five minute rule, mm-hmm. I now understand why it's well, necessary sure. to have it. So I, again, I'm not sure if the library board has it yet. I, based on what I've seen, I don't think they do, but it may be worth going to a three-minute rule with the option, with board approval, for a second three minutes to continue and finish a point. Hmm, interesting. It is coming up now at 6.54 on Acadiana's Morning News. Speaking of interesting, your Kim Commando Computer Minute is coming up. That's on the way. Fox Biz. We've also got your Fox News at the top of the hour, we'll continue with local news. And Wing and a Wednesday is going to be here in just a bit. Got a lot of different topics, including one topic about the library board. And so we'll get into that. Stephen Hanwork, Democratic strategist, will join us in studio. Joe Cunningham, show host and writer for RedState.com. He'll also grace us with his presence in the studio. It's going to be a great conversation and you can get involved. Get the KPL app. It's free. Go to the App Store. You download it. It's free. It's quick. Plus, you get all of our stories, and we want you to read them. It's coming up on 655 now. News Talk 96.5. Kato. Depend on it. Yesterday, those of us who've been warning that Americans are at a breaking point with a number of different streaming services were proven correct. Netflix subscribers and its stock suddenly tanked. Here's why. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by ExpressVPN. Secure your online data and get an extra three months free at expressvpn.com slash Kim. Until now, Netflix could do no wrong. Every quarter, it was more viewers, more shows, and more money. But for the first time ever, Netflix suffered a major drop in subscribers, 200,000 to be exact. Next quarter will be worse. Wall Street panicked. Netflix stock dropped by 25%. Explanations came quickly. Increased competition. Subscribers sharing passwords. But that's only half right. Forget password sharing. The equation is simple. Too many streaming channels fragmenting the best programs. Inflation and gas prices are eating families alive. They're making hard choices. History repeats itself. This is Cable Cutting Part 2. Stay tuned for more. It's a no-brainer. CarShield makes it easy and affordable to protect your car from expensive repairs. Protection plans start at around $100 a month and cover more parts than ever before. When you need a repair... You choose the mechanic, and CarShield's administrators handle the rest. No paperwork or headaches. Plans include coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. CarShield has helped millions of drivers. That's why it's America's number one car protection company. Plus, get coverage today, and you can lock in your rate. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs. Go to carshield.com slash Kim or call 800-391-8888 to save 10% on your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash Kim or call 800-391-8888 to save 10%. A deductible may apply. carshield.com slash Kim.
The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. Heineken raised prices, but people are still buying its beer. Heineken says its net profit and revenue both increased in the first quarter of this year. It was also helped by the partial recovery of bars, clubs, hotels, and restaurants in Europe. Beer volume was more than 5%. Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon made $35 million last year in line with the CEOs of other big banks. But the Wall Street Journal says Solomon and other top executives will also take a cut of profits from the firm's private investment firms. That perk could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars over the next several years. Netflix shares are sharply lower. Shares of other streaming services are also losing ground after Netflix reported losing subscribers in the recent quarter. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosella. Invested in you. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation, worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Ramping up the pressure, C.J. Papa, Fox News is down to the wire for the port city of Mariupol. The last Ukrainian Marines are hiding from Russian forces in a massive steel plant. Fox's Matt Finn has more from Lviv on the dire situation. They say Russia has dropped heavy bombs on them, yet in a new social media post, there are signs of life. The video of a man believed to be a Ukrainian major is begging for some type of rescue, even tagging President Biden in this video. All of us, Mariupol military battalion of soldiers, more than 500 wounded and hundreds of civilians, including women and children. We plead to take us to safety on the territory of a third party state. A win in Mariupol would give President Vladimir Putin a badly needed victory. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is asking state lawmakers to strip Disney of its special status in the Sunshine State. More live now from Fox's Evan Brown in Broward County. As CJ, the Walt Disney Company has enjoyed special privileges in Florida due to a 1967 law granting it near autonomy, allowing it to build and expand the Disney World Resort free from most bureaucracy. But the company's condemnation of Florida's parental rights and education law is prompting lawmakers to rethink Disney's deal. Their behavior um, has been atrocious, frankly, as a guest in the state of Florida. And so when you kick the hornet's nest, sometimes issues pop up, and this is one. State lawmaker Randy Fine, if the Florida legislature does away with the so-called Reedy Creek Improvement District, the surrounding counties will have to take on costs of firefighting, police, and development, which Disney currently pays for, CJ. All right, thanks so much, Evan. Despite a ruling from a federal judge in Florida allowing you to take your mask off, airplanes and mass transit, many areas around the nation like California and New York City requiring you to keep your masks on. And many colleges, Georgetown, Rice, Columbia, Johns Hopkins, UConn, some of the universities telling students to keep the mask on. America is listening to Fox News.
Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation, worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like the course keeps changing right before your eyes. And in order to maneuver it, you need an expert by your side. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the Windows PC and tech solutions you need to help you get out in front and stay ahead of the game. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. A start to a simpler experience with Windows 11 Pro. Several dancers say they were sexually assaulted, harassed, and manipulated by the leader of a powerful dance company as well as its famous teachers and choreographers. That from a joint investigation by the Associated Press and the Toronto Star. The alleged problems dating back to the founding of Los Angeles-based Break the Floor Productions. The dancers claim a culture of sex and silence existed according to interviews with dozens of former and current staff and students. Company instructors have appeared on shows like Dancing with the Stars, Dance Moms, and So You Think You Can Dance. YouTube removes the campaign channel of Hong Kong's sole candidate to become the city's leader, citing compliance with U.S. sanctions imposed against the former number two official. Now, John Lee had set up a Facebook page and a YouTube channel, even though there's no opponent in the election. That's coming up on May 8th, in which an election committee of about 1,500 people will select the city's leader. A mystery surrounding an aircraft carrier. Fox's Jill Nato has more from Washington. The USS George Washington is docked at Newport News in Virginia where it's getting an overhaul. But the Navy Times says one sailor from that carrier was found dead April 9th at an off-base location in nearby Hampton. A day later, another sailor found dead also in Hampton. Now we're learning a third George Washington sailor was found unresponsive Friday on board the carrier and taken to a local hospital. That sailor also died. The Navy isn't releasing any details yet about the investigation into those deaths. Till NATO, Fox News. A large alligator sauntering through a Florida neighborhood shares videos capturing a video of that gator crawling through a front yard before walking into a community lake. Deputies think the gator was about 10 feet long. The sheriff's office notifying the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission and warning neighbors to be on alert. I'm CJ Papa. This is Fox News. What would you do with $10,000? What about 2000 bucks? News Talk 96.5 KPL wants you to win cash. And here's what you got to do. First, have our KPL News app downloaded. Then we'll give you 10 code words throughout the day as you listen to your favorite KPL shows like Acadiana's Morning News, The Mooger Fawn Show, Dan Bongino, The Joe Cunningham Show, and Offsides. Then enter each word you hear on the KPL News app and you can win 10000 bucks. And new this year, we're giving you an additional shot at winning $2,000 every weekday in April. Again, you'll need to enter our daily code words for your shot at winning $10,000 the grand prize money or the $2,000 daily prize. Remember, the more codes you enter, the better chances that you have. And you get weather, news, and traffic for free with the KPL News app. Why not win some free money on the app as well? Win Cash brought to you by Matthew James Financial on News Talk 96.5 KPL. A Town Square Media Station. 
your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 7.08 in the morning. Bernie, is it 56 still or have we gone up to 57? It is now 58 big heat wave. Ooh, mm-hmm. man, we are moving up. I'm telling you. stop until we reach the top of the thermometer <laughs> in Louisiana. <laughs> Daniel Phillips says cloudy with a 10% chance of showers today and a high of 80. A full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit. For News Talk 96.5 KPL, I'm Ian Ozan. We'll keep this one quick because we want to get to winging it Wednesday. Mamu police are looking for two men who were accused of shooting at the police chief during a chase. Lewis Jones and Devante Poulard are accused of, of a drive-by shooting that happened before the incident with the police chief. Call 911 if you know where they are. In Youngsville, the city council approves a master plan for the expansion of the sports complex. Part of that expansion includes a college regulation baseball field. In Lafayette, a vote to build a new Northeast Regional Library will have to be redone. This, after the Library Board approved a motion and several others this year without the minimum number of votes required by state law. The board was supposed to consider bylaw revisions revisions during Monday's meeting, but the proposed changes may have also violated state law. The Lafayette City Council voting to change the name of City Hall in honor of Phil Lank. He's the former Lafayette Community Development Director that co-founded Festival International. He died in January. At the state capitol, a bill that would ban transgender children from playing high school sports is headed to the House. Senator Beth Mizell's bill easily cleared the Senate by a 29-6 vote. Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed similar legislation last year. One opponent to the bill said it's not needed because the LHSAA already has rules in place to ban transgender athletes. Meanwhile, a bill to kill the death penalty is dead on arrival. That bill was killed by a 5-1 vote in the Senate Judiciary C Committee. Only one person, Democrat Regina Barrow from Baton Rouge, said no. The five Republicans on the panel said, yes, keep the death penalty. In sports, Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns beat Illinois 4-2 to two in eight innings. They take on Indiana today at 1 o'clock Central on ESPN Lafayette. Ragin' Cajuns baseball falls to LSU 6-4 to four last night in the Wally Pontiff Classic. Cajuns resume Sunbelt play on Friday at Georgia State. The New Orleans Pelicans beat the Phoenix Suns last night, 125-114, to to tie the Western Conference quarterfinal series at one game apiece. Brandon Ingram led the Pels with 37 points and 11 rebounds. Powerball jackpot tonight, $370 million, Lotto at $1,050,000, and the Easy Five at $110,000. Quickly to the mailbag, Bernie. Alexa just called. She says, good morning, Ms. Bernie. I'm sorry, what? Alexa just uh, called and said, good morning, Ms. Bernie. She and Nick are listening as they uh, <laughs> oh, 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 are that's on so their sweet. way. I thought, uh, I was like, is he talking to Alexa? But we're no, 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 no. talking to not our phones, but to little Alexa. Good morning. Yes, to, to little Alexa. And as Butterbean has reminded us often, we probably just triggered somebody's Alexa device. <laughs> uh, speaking of Butterbean, yes. he checks and he says, as long as the curveball doesn't hit you in the groin and put you on the ground, yeah. you're okay. Ouch. Which, by the way... Uh, the, re- the umpires that the Cajuns have had lately in softball have been ball magnets. The crew chief of the series <laughs> at, at South Alabama took a shot to the groin in one game working behind the plate. Then he got hit in the thigh by a line drive in the second game of that series. Wow. So it's, uh, it's been interesting. Blaine from Youngsville says, hashtag Ian for library board president. If nominated, I will, if nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. <laughs> I love it. That's our mailbag for the morning. And lastly, Bernie, yes, before sir. we get to winging it Wednesday, yes. the world's largest hockey stick is under attack. Okay. this Not is Not by the Louisiana legislature. Okay, this uh, is very strange. What, what is it? What is this we all go to, about? 
we go to North Washington, or as the Canadians call it, British Columbia for this one. <laughs> uh, North Cowichan is the name of the song. Okay. Or the name of the city, rather. Not city. The name of the I know what you meant. Ah, uh, yeah. North Cowichan could be a song. Uh, apparently, the world's largest hockey stick, uh, 61,000 pounds, is under attack by Northern Flickers. What, what are Northern Flickers? Is that a... Yeah, Joe it's a type of woodpecker. Oh, it's a type of woodpecker. Oh, but that sounds like a Canadian hockey team. Which <laughs> <laughs> you're right. The Northern Flickers does sound like a, a Canadian hockey team. They're probably, the birds they're probably been... mid-tier hockey team. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can expect some reasonable results out of them. They're not going to be bottom of the league. They're never going to be in the East. material. Uh, they really They're need... probably in the East Coast League or something like that. Right. Uh, the birds have been seen pecking holes in the stick. Bird experts likely means the avian is building a nest inside the hockey stick. The community <laughs> center staff plugged the first hole with steel wool, but the birds had it removed within a few days. Right? That's the problem I'm so, having at home right now. Seriously. I have a little patio cover. And this nest, I, I can't take it down. I know I should because then other birds are going to be like, oh, this is a good place for us to come and hang out. But Ian, I'm like, what if there are little eggs in there? Uh, or what if the eggs have hatched and there's baby birds? Some, some advice. You name one Woody. Yes. Some, <laughs> some advice for people who want to fight birds on their patio. Yes. They sell these little uh, foot and a half, two foot owls that you're supposed to put back there and it scares the birds off. Don't waste your money because birds will build their nests right on top of it. <laughs> Did that mm -hmm. happen to your house? That happened to my parents' house. It happened to a buddy of mine's house. They, they bought the same owl, and the birds <laughs> are like, this would be a great place to put a nest. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and whatever you do, don't sit under a bird nest because they will dive bomb you. Well, and that's the problem. I think um, I'm not so sure that Gracie... Okay, here's the evidence, right? I hear a noise. I go from the kitchen to the patio real quick. The bird was just laying there, and Gracie was just sitting there, and the birds may not have a mom anymore if they did, you know, hatch. I just oh. don't know. I will need some, oh, I know. Bambi moment. It, it, it was. It was. It was so sad. Okay, wait. We might, somebody's calling in. Let's see if this person might have some advice. Hello, uh, you're, you've called the KDMS Morning News. Good morning. Yes, um, those are birds. Uh, I had an owl in the fig tree. He not only built a nest, but he do do on the owl's head. Yeah, so, <laughs> See, they 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 don't worry about that. If they want to come eat the fruit, they'll come eat it. You know. So, <laughs> well, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm like, I might as well just leave the little nest there. I know the other corners are gonna. Probably other birds might, but I don't know. Would a bird, though, would a bird, especially a bird mama, say, I'm going to build a nest by another bird's nest? I don't know how that works. I, I have no avian. It depends on the bird. Some of them are very territorial. Yeah, like so aren't blue jays sure. mean? Yeah, blue jays are mean. Um, robins can be mean. Okay. You know the most territorial birds I've ever seen are actually hummingbirds. Like if you have a hummingbird yeah. feeder in your yard. And one comes near. There's another one that's going to chase it for like a mile to get it away from there. <laughs> I love to watch that. I have three hummingbird feeders. We have so many owls in our backyard. Really? Yeah, that it's not even like no one's coming to visit. No, like no yeah. other, no yeah. other creatures. Yeah, we get to hear. I mean, that's how kind of how I like lull myself to sleep oh, is with hearing the, the owls go. Yeah. Oh, yes. that sounds really actually pretty nice. So yeah, well, no, well, 
now they can get a bit it much. Take, it takes some, some getting when used to, I'm sure. Yeah, when they start feeling a little frisky, and it's just like, hootie, hoo, hoo, hoo. The frisky owls. Exactly. The frisky owls could be another hockey team or a bar. <laughs> I think we're on to something here, guys. Know, trademark, trademark. That's right. The frisky owls. It's 7.15. brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. We've had a beautiful couple of days across Acadiana. Temperatures expected to get up to about 80 degrees today. I do think we see a lot more clouds out there, mostly cloudy skies as we roll through a majority of the day today. Now, that being said, we are going to get a little bit of clearing in the late afternoon. We should be fairly clear overnight tonight. Temperatures are expected to get down into the mid-60s, so I think we drop to about 65 headed into Thursday morning. Thursday going to be a slightly stickier day. We do get a lot more sunshine, but the moisture is going to be out there. I think we get up to about 85 degrees. We'll feel a little muggier as well. Winds shouldn't be quite as strong as they are going to be fairly blustery throughout the course of the day today. We stay quiet all the way through the weekend. Next chance for showers is going to be Monday and Tuesday of next week. Front comes through, but the early indications are that we should have a very nice forecast for Festival International next weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. And we are at 58 degrees. We do have those cloudy skies but don't worry about that because it's still going to be pretty with peaks of sunshine, as Daniel was just talking about. Hey, traffic and, and our weather brought to you by Ross Tire and Service, the greatest group of guys out there, I'm telling you. These are, these are of course, people that will repair anything that's wrong with your vehicle, right? You're like, mm, transmission might be sounding funny, or I'm not sure. Do I have enough tread on my tires? Look, it's coming up on summer. You know it's going to be blazing hot, but you're still going to want to go out and adventure and have some fun out there. So get your shoes for your car. You probably need some new tires. And the question is, if you don't have the answer to, I don't know if I need new shoes for my car. Go over there because these guys are really nice. They really do treat you like family. And these are family men and they get it. There are budgets. There are concerns. There might be your car, your spouse's car, the kid's car. I mean, it all adds up, but they understand that too. So they'll make a plan for you. They'll make a plan for your vehicle. And you can just go online right now at RossTireLafayette.com and tell them what you need. They'll set up an appointment for you. You go in and it's just great service. And they do excellent work. Go to RossTireLafayette.com. That's RossTireLafayette.com. And you can visit them at 2214 Kali Saloon Road. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. And we'll take another good report. No crashes, no brain. Our salute to America is brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing Louisiana. And now, our national anthem. Oh, say, can you And bright stars through the perilous fight. Oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the red 
723 Katie morning news. Ian Ozab, Bernadette Lee. We are the usual, usual two suspects. Now we have two extra suspects. They are in studio. We've got Joe Cunningham. He is a uh, new show host here at KPL, three to four, Monday through Friday. Stephen Hanwork, Democratic strategist, no stranger to us. He joins us in studio. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, y'all. So we have lots of different issues to discuss. Now, people listening, yes, you can also get involved. If you want to send us a little app alert, that's basically, you know, a text message through our app. Super easy to do so you can get involved in the conversation, too. You just have to have the KPL app, and it's free in the App Store. And if you don't have it, shame on you. Uh, Just kidding. Okay, a little guilt here in the morning. I'm good at that. Um, no, so Joe Cunningham joining us, Stephen Hanwork. All right, first topic we're going to talk about. Let's talk about the library board and the documentary. Um, someone from Vermilion Parish wanted to have this removed, Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood. Uh, so this went through the process. This uh, person also uh, appealed to the full library board of, of, you know, to be able to go back and ask, um, Basically, the movie's going to stay and it's going to end up with an NC-17 rating. So you can't just go and check it out, you know, so but if you do want to see it, your parent has to be there uh, so that you can see it. I just want your thoughts on that generally. Let's start there. So, Stephen, I'm going to go with you first. Any thoughts on all of these books and or videos that are now being challenged? And what do you think about this decision about this Scotty video? Yeah, well, first off, I haven't I haven't seen the video, but, you know, from all the media reports, it ranges from uh, completely boring and not worth viewing because of that all the way to the other side of being scandalous. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, so I I probably believe it's somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, And but I think that the process should be there for this. This was a situation where um, the rating system had never rated uh, the film itself. And so therefore it didn't come pre-packaged with some sort of an NCAA or whatever that is called. <laughs> uh, whatever the reviewing authority is called. Um, didn't include on it. So it's ap- it, it's appropriate. Now, I wish the library staff would have handled that first before it had to become this whole drama. And we have to have hours long testimonies of how right. their life was shocked. And can someone also, before we end this topic, um, can someone explain to me what a DVD is? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, we used to have these machines called DVD players, and they were kind of like, I don't know if you remember. track players? Sort of. Do you remember CD players at all? Um, You know, sounds familiar. It was... um, Kids today have no idea what I'm talking about, but uh, but they're these little discs, and they have this information written on them, and it's like the full movie oh. on this disc. So you can read the discs. 
not not quite. Not, okay. we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about yeah. it during the well, break. Okay. It's, it's, it's a very complicated issue. In Stevens and my defenses, we're both stuck in the tape era. <laughs> yes, exactly. Eight track, baby. 33s, 45s. Come on. It is the VHS year. VHS tape. It is the year. It is the year of our Lord, 2022, and I still don't know how to program the damn time on that. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. There's like one guy. Just constantly blinking in every house across America, 12 o'clock, every every VHS player that there was. Oh, hey, I'll God. come and set it for you for a fee. That's, a, that's, that's right. a peeve. I hate the flashing light. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe, you want to get in on this Scotty film and kind of the subsequent situation with this? Um, just that... There's never been a person who's been on the right side of history when it comes to trying to ban any sort of literature whatsoever. Correct. Um, that 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 is uh, that that's never a good thing. The you know the positives here. Okay, the First Amendment still works. A person was allowed to petition the government for redress of grievances. That's right. The process worked. It went to review. That person then appealed the review essentially, and so there is the process there. That worked. That's fine. Like Stephen, I'm I'm just kind of concerned as to why the 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 system didn't pick up on this sooner and and go ahead and make the adjustment. But of course, the, the system can't predict everything that's going to happen. Sure, and it's just I, I think at a time like this, and I know it's more work on the library, and I apologize to the library yeah. for even daring to suggest it. But perhaps, given everything in the world right now, given our every hot topic yeah. issue or our mm -hmm. hot topics right now, a and 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 interlibrary system review of what's available, what needs to go to what section, what do we need to make sure that we are keeping out of the hands of children, making sure that we give them the age appropriate, whatever, um, that would not be remiss. Um, I, I, I haven't seen this documentary. I have vague ideas to what it's about, mm -hmm. but it's not something that's in my wheelhouse and it's not something that I want to Mm -hmm. Go and uh, and get read from the library. Check out from the library. Nor, uh, based on the the reading of it, if if my kids were old enough to go to the library and check out whatever they wanted, they came home with it. Mm -hmm. um, I would want to be the type. I, I, I aim to be the type of parent who's making sure that what my kids are bringing home is something appropriate. So if they come home with this DVD and I go and I research it and I figure out what it is they're watching. I'm going to sit down and talk with my kid as to why this isn't appropriate. Mm -hmm. I don't think that the 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 censorship and and I know the the board has objected to the use of the term censorship because it's simply just taking something off the shelf, removing it from a library. You can still order it to check out or whatever, but remove out of sight, out of mind, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. That that's still a form of censorship. Yeah. And I'm 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 strictly opposed to censorship at all levels, whether it's the right trying to do it, the left trying to do it, whatever. I'm opposed to it because yeah. that all all the information should be out there. I think. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really good point. I mean, we can't overcorrect. When I was mentioning before that, you know, the the library staff could have made a decision here because it didn't come with a rating already, mm -hmm. um, and that they should use you know their best practices and standards now. We can't overcorrect on that. Mm -hmm. uh, we can't go to a situation where it's a topic we don't like, so therefore we're putting it behind some sort of a, a shield, wall, yeah. a shield, black curtains, you know, whatever mm -hmm. whatever that sort of situation is. That's definitely somewhere that we don't want to go on this. But I think that this was a limited-use situation that perhaps didn't need to, to get to all of this fanfare. Um, but 
it worked. Yeah, the system worked, and and I'm 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 happy to say that now. Apparently, other systems at the library board did not work. Okay, that's the two-parter <laughs> in this, right? I mean, so, yeah. So, I think we all agree uh, we don't like censorship, no matter who's doing it. We, you know, um, agree that the subject matter, it's a good thing they put the NC-17 rating on it. Now, moving on to the other thing, well, darn it, they just don't know the rules of the game, it sounds like, with the board. But we do have to be kind because they're people and they're serving on this board. But I think probably for them, it's a wake-up call. So we're going to get to that coming up in just a minute on Acadiana's Morning News. Winging It Wednesday today featuring Stephen Hanwork, Democratic strategist, show host Joe Cunningham, also writes for RedState.com. Do want to let you know that uh, Josh did check in and uh, he believes that Frisky Owl sounds like a plus-size gentleman's club. Uh, all right. I'll be working there soon, though. Okay. That's what I can't figure out. Is it is it Frisky Owl because it's plus size ladies on the stage? I could qualify for that. So I could have a, you know, a side. Nobody game. wants a plus size gentleman's club that's <laughs> describing the men. <laughs> <laughs> I say that as a plus size man. <laughs> Ian, you okay? You sound like you're oh, having a right. heart There's attack. There's two mornings in a row I've just tried to make Ian collapse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, what you doing? I work at the Frisky Owl. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. The West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau is proud to present Kite Fest April 30th and May 1st. This festival of the year is family-friendly and free with kites, inflatables, food booths, fireworks, and more. Learn more at westbatonrouge.net. Coming up now on 736, Acadiana's Morning News, Bernadette Lee, Ian Ozan. Someday. Someday. Someday we're going to have the technology where we can record the off-air conversation and oh, put that up yes. as bonus content. Oh. Maybe make that a subscription service I so have people always have to pay. I that. Yes, I want we people to pay that. a buck ninety nine. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. Buck ninety nine per download. Let us know on the app if you yes. think that that would be an interesting thing to be would able you to pay? See. Would for you right? Winging would it you, Wednesday, uncensored, or something yes, like that. Yes. Exactly. A buck ninety nine oh, per I'd download. Yeah, buck for that. You would. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, Stephen, you're hilarious. But yes, you can always have a conversation. Just trying with to us. do a callback. I love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the KPL app is free, so just go in the app store and get it. So, who are these guys in here? If you're just joining us, Ian and I are the usual suspects. Our two other suspects. In studio, Stephen Hanwork, Democratic strategist, show host, Joe Cunningham. He's here with us Monday through Friday, three to four. So both are, are not strangers to this show and they don't hold back. So back to opinions. The board, library board in Lafayette, they've really had some some rough goings on because it sounds like they're not following procedure and some of the mandates with state law with some of the votes. So they're going to go have, have to go back and kind of pick up. And clean up their work. Apparently a do-over. Yeah. 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 Woohoo. Um, Is it a mulligan Because situation? we didn't have enough three-hour library board okay. meetings. <laughs> That's what Ian said, too. Mm-hmm. Stephen, you yeah. agree? <laughs> yeah. Well, but also, too, when you enter a new board, this is where I think we do a real huge disservice to folks. Uh, oftentimes, you know, serving on a board, which I, I heard uh, 
uh, Ian campaigning incredibly hard to be the next <laughs> board president on my way in this morning. Um, no, 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 no. That's someone campaigning for me. Again, oh, gotcha. If nominated, Ian, I will not run. I got Ian for benevolent dictator yes. on the library board. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's where I think we do it. We have to do a better job of uh, orienting uh, these uh, individuals when they are going on these uh, boards to explain what open meeting rules mean, what all of the rules and procedures of doing it. And we should probably have someone there that is the parliamentarian slash mm-hmm. arbiter of things to be able to call these and point these things out. Um, that would be helpful. But how, how dare you propose growing our government by having <laughs> yeah. a permanent, another permanent employee and just a member of the library establishment? Well, I mean, these board members serve without compensation. Yeah. So why don't we find a, you know, a parliamentarian that serves without compensation that just wants to do good by the public? I actually would not mind if the library system paid a, par- a full-time year-round parliamentarian to address issues like these. But part of the job would be to research the issues like yes. these and become an expert and all that. Like that, that, re- that deserves yep. some compensation. I wouldn't mind that. The, the issue that they have to re-vote on, though, is one that I'm very passionate about anyway – that side of town needs a library yeah. ASAP. Yes, and I'm not Amen. sure why we're 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 making an either or thing here. I, I really, really, and truly believe the library board should enter into a short term contract with some building to lease out mm-hmm. to establish a temporary library. I mean, like, there's get the, it started on get the north side. There. There's the old Win Dixie. It's got the space inside. Just do a little bit of work inside. And you can turn that into a temporary, did, or just something like that. I, well, I'm not saying that's a nice central location, too. Yeah. Yeah. Did but, they do that for Southside Library? Remember, it was in a shopping center. Mm-hmm. The, sh- the shopping center, I think, that has Blue Basil, it was there while they were building the other Southside right. Library. You need, I forgot about that. You need something there. You, you need that. That part of town is incredibly underserved. And I know this because I've taught a lot of kids from that ah, side of town. They don't yeah. have the access yeah. and stuff at home. And they really need a place to go to get the access to computers that they need, the access to the books and information they need. I don't know if people are actually aware. You go into any library in the parish, you're going to see underserved kids who are there actually working. They do want to get that work done. There needs to be a strong cultural push in that. But we're seeing the seeds of a develop where there is library access. You do see I'm, kids taking advantage. I'm for that temporary lease, as long as it is going to be a temporary lease. Right. I don't want us to forever say that uh, this side of town is forever a second class right. uh, part of town. Like, we don't do that, right? We need to make sure that they do have the facilities. No, they, they deserve the facilities. They absolutely do. In a, in, a, in a community our size, we absolutely need to have that. And if there is a stopgap measure in order to be able to serve the community right now, I think that that could even be part of a public-private partner, uh, a public private partnership mm-hmm. in order to be able to get that thing started. Uh, that sounds like a great idea to me in order to get this going. But, yeah, now we've got to do a do-over, which means we've got to have some of the same old fights. Mm-hmm. We've got to have a multi-hour meeting. Uh, to be able to relitigate this thing. And the folks that are on the negatory side um, who uh, don't want to do this, um, they get another uh, bite at the apple. And that, to me, is probably the most egregious part of this. So, do you And that's the part that scares the folks on the north side more is that the sure. folks who don't want to build, the, don't want to spend the money to build the permanent facility get another bite. Yeah. But, Joe, I, I hadn't thought about that, and you're absolutely right. 
do the temporary lease, build the new facility. And if you want to keep kids off the street, you want to give them an opportunity to learn and to find a way other than crime and violence, this is the way to do it. It's a pain in the butt to get across the throughway to go from, say, the Louisiana Avenue corridor points north to get to the current library, the main mm-hmm. library. Ease of access will help and could help that north side of town become something more than what people think of it as. And that's an area full of crime, which it's not. If you live there, you know it's not. But it's one of those things where we have to change perception, and this is one way of doing it. And the the thing is, um, what a lot of people don't realize is that you you mentioned keeping the kids off the streets. These are kids whose families don't have access to vehicles a lot. These kids are walking on these streets a lot to have library access within a walkable distance for a lot of these kids is also something that just in and of itself right there is extremely helpful because it does give them a place to walk to and to go. I mean, these are kids who walk from their homes to the Dollar General over by Northside or something like that just to get a snack and a drink occasionally. They're they're used to walking around. They just need a place to be able to go to get the work done, for example. But the short-term lease, and for the people who are concerned about that becoming a temporary thing, it should be very easily legally to write into a contract. This is a sunsetting thing that is not up for renewal. Mm. And legally, it is mm. not up for renewal. You cannot bring it back up. Um, you have to do this only until a building is built. We, we have to make sure the legal mm-hmm. language is there to make sure that we don't make a temporary lease permanent. Because yeah, that's, look- that's government's going to find the easiest way out. Well, and do. you don't want the person who ends up building this library to take it into years and years and years of yeah. construction. Because we have seen that before with various government projects mm-hmm. over time. So there's that aspect so, to it And as me, well. Right now, kids have access to the, the main, they have to get all the way over to the main branch, or they've got to get to the north branch in Karen Crow, which is at the far north end of Karen Crow, mm. which is out of, out of traveling distance for a lot of these kids. They don't have that access, and they desperately, desperately need it. Okay. Interesting discussion. Very good, guys. 743, another quick break. Weather on the way. What's it going to look like? Hey, not too bad. I'm Brandon Como, and you're locked into KPL. Get my take on the day's biggest stories alongside Shannon Wilkerson. Offsides, weekdays at 4 on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana. Temperatures today getting up to about 80 degrees in the afternoon. Those winds going to be picking up. They'll be quite gusty this afternoon coming in out of the south. 15 to 20 miles an hour, probably gusting closer to about 30. Overnight lows tonight, the mid-60s. We'll get a little more sunshine tomorrow, but we do stay warm and a little on the muggy side as we round out the work week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Right now, 58 degrees, mostly cloudy skies out there. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. So we have a little fender bender that happened about 15 minutes ago. Ambassador Caffrey just down from Broadmoor Boulevard. That's Ambassador Caffrey just down from Broadmoor Boulevard. Other than that, it's looking okay out there. Just remember, you can always call us, 232-1542. It's good for traffic updates and conversation with the show. And app chat us. Get our app. It's free in the app store. And... You can communicate with us all the time. Coming up now on 748 on Acadiana's Morning News as Winging It Wednesday continues. Okay, so I, um, Ian and I are here hosting the show as normal Monday through Friday on Acadiana's Morning News. We've got two of our Winging It Wednesday panelists joining us. Joe Cunningham, he writes for Red State. He does a show here three to four on KPL. Democratic strategist Stephen Hanwork is here. I've decided, uh, I didn't tell Ian about this, but I've decided there's been way too much agreement from the two of you this morning. So uh, somebody's got to slap somebody else, please. Okay. 
so we can have some fighting going right. on. Anybody? No. So is it like a Will Smith slap, or is it a? <laughs> no, we're looking we more for Jerry Springer type. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, we do have chairs, so you know. I mean, you know, I haven't had enough coffee. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fair I, I don't right. think the rest of Lafayette has either. We just gave the traffic update. The only thing shocking right I now know. is that it, it took Ambassador this long to have an accident. I, I'm with you. <laughs> right? Isn't it glorious out there? I actually want to go be in morning traffic lately to drive around when there's a holiday. Okay. It's not bad. I forget as a teacher when I'm driving around this part of the morning that yeah. the, I, I forget, like, I, I get out there and I'm like, why aren't there all these other cars? And I remember not everybody is, is, is going to school. Like, True. people have actual work and. Jobs. And, stuff like, and jobs yeah. like that. But yeah. the, the traffic, <laughs> the traffic has been pleasant the last couple mornings I've been coming up here. And Stephen is like, I hate traffic. You, you know, know, I just, dis- <laughs> I, I, I dislike traffic so much. I dislike <laughs> people you enough know what? to hate traffic. The only, thing, the only thing that will make me enjoy traffic in these here parts is traveling to other cities uh, to see how bad <laughs> their traffic is. Because... I swear I almost died in D.C. about two weeks ago with the way they drive in oh, D.C. With all the one-way streets and all of that nonsense. I bet that's a nightmare. Oh, and these Uber drivers, apparently they have had their coffee uh, because, <laughs> my goodness, um, it was like Mario Andretti was driving me to. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Here's the thing. I'll deal with Atlanta traffic any day of the week before Baton Rouge traffic. Oh, oh it's not bad. Oh, yeah. Baton Rouge. I, I would even go. I would even go to Baton Rouge just so I never have to drive in Houston traffic again. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. did you hear the geniuses up in Baton Rouge decided we don't need no new stinking bridge? <laughs> Here's your disagreement. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So look, this is a great topic. We'll do a quick one on this. So legislators said, okay, instead of the whole $500 million going to the Mississippi River Bridge project, we're going to spread it out. I mean, it is coming up on election time. So, Stephen, you're very mad about this. Joe is kind of like, eh. So let, let's get into it. Stephen, give us your thoughts. Well, I mean, you, 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 you can't be at one moment uh, saying that we need this and we realize what the price is going to be and ultimately what we're going to have to pay for it. And when we have all of this one-time money that is helping our overall economy. We can't choose to say, nah, Mom, we're, we're only going to halfway invest into that. Um, you know, I, I just can't imagine it going to the grocery store and saying, as the checkout person tells me, that's going to be $150. And I, How about 75 <laughs> Like, when does that ever work? Like, it doesn't. <laughs> so, you know, don't feel for that. Okay, I got you. Joe, what do you think? I, you know, I'm, I'm, Looking around, and we, we talked about the north side a good bit. Um, I would rather see money spread around the state. I would rather, and, and you know, Baton Rouge, they, they, they may need the bridge. I don't know. I don't go there near enough. I go there to visit family every now and then, but that's about it. I don't deal with Baton Rouge traffic a whole lot, so I, I can't speak on any expertise on the bridge. What I know is that I would love to see some of this one-time money going to parts of the state that desperately need it. I would love to see a huge chunk of money go to the Lafayette Parish government with the sole intention of being used to improve the infrastructure in uh, in lower-income areas like the north side to develop job and business opportunity grants for the north side and try to attract businesses and people to parts of, of these areas of the state that desperately need them. There are plenty of north sides around the state that could use money a lot more than Baton Rouge, I think, needs a bridge. Now, I could be wrong. Because, again, I don't know the Baton Rouge situation so much, but I look at what's in our community. And that's, that's what I mentioned yesterday is the thing that bothers me most is that 
when we talk about politics, we talk about the capitals a whole lot. We talk about Baton Rouge when we talk about state politics. We talk about Washington, D.C. when we talk about national politics. But there's really so much more on the local level that we really, really need more eyes and more focus on. And, you know, while we're talking about needing a library on the north side of town, why not work on improving the infrastructure in that part of town? Why not throw some money in to attract business developers and, uh, and attract a job market to that side of town? Let's work on improving these areas of the state that desperately, desperately need it. You know, I would, I would, I would fall prey to that uh, argument were it not for what's next year? Oh, an election year. Well, and so these individuals that are wanting to bring these home and fund these sort of pet projects locally, it certainly seems to me that that is what's being done oh, here. Absolutely. And a lot less about what really needs to be done for our state. When you look at how much commerce takes place off of I-10 and you realize that one, you know, sneeze in the wrong direction and we are closed for business oh, ab- for three hours. You're, you're not going to hear an argument about this being a political thing. That's, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying in the ideal world, if not Ian for benevolent dictator, then Joe Cunningham for benevolent dictator. <laughs> In an ideal world, this money is actually being spent where it needs to be spent. And yes, I would throw more than $1,500 at teachers every year. And that's not just because of the whole, you know, I'm a teacher thing. But the actual fact of the matter is that the money, we need more than $150 million going to teacher pay raises. Yeah, we do. And especially, you know, that taken in a vacuum of looking what we have been able to do for teachers in just the past few years uh, completely forgets what we didn't do for a decade for mm-hmm. teachers. And so just catching up to where we should have already been for teachers is, and, and we still have a long way and, to go. And it's still in order not to be caught up. Correct. Um, and that has to be the point. I've seen way too many headlines where they're saying, yeah, but over the past three years, we've been able to do this much for teachers. Eh, I'm calling a foul on that because that means that you have to forget the previous decade where we did squat. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, definitely interesting on that point. Okay, guys, we've only got about a minute and a half left. I want to ask you a little bit about the mask mandate situation. Um, okay, so let, let's start with, because we started a conversation off air about, you know, what are people going to do when they're flying? Because planes, you don't have to have the masks anymore. Mm-hmm. However, if you want to wear it, you can, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the judge says, okay, uh, Biden's uh, folks say they're going to appeal. But where are we with this? Way too confusing in my book, especially, too, when the judge refused to hear oral arguments about the the case. Yeah, because you have a duty, no matter what you think, to to hear it currently, even if you think you know all the information. And even if even if there are old laws that are being considered on this, you as you know, a judge should have to hear why the individuals are fighting for the side that they're fighting for. What is their legal argument that that should have been sustained? And to just discount that part and say, I'm going to rule on the letter of the law without any consideration to, you know, the the massive pandemic that we've been under for the past two years. Look, this may be the right decision. Um, I don't like wearing a mask any more than anybody else does. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I'm like triple vax now. I've got my <laughs> booster on top of my booster and I'm good to go. But I'm flying uh, in about three weeks yeah. out to Seattle. And that four and a half hour flight mm-hmm. um, has me a little bit twitchy because I don't really kn- <laughs> I don't care about myself. Right? I care about the the talker in the middle seat. Uh-huh. That's going to be, you know spittling all over me um i'm not i'm not down for that so anyhow i love it joe 
So I think it's the right, judicially, constitutionally, legally, I think it's the right decision. However, like Stephen, I'm not, because we talked about process and how important process is. Mm -hmm. Hearing the oral oral arguments is part of the process, and Mm -hmm. we do need that. We need to hear these laid out. Mm -hmm. The Obama administration... Biden. The Biden administration's <laughs> decision to appeal it but not uh, but not uh, ask for a stay is it's fairly telling in that the Biden administration is looking to preserve the power of the executive rather than really fight on the issue of yeah. masking at this point. I think you guys kind of agree on that. Yeah. A bit. The, the yeah. other thing here, and I know we have 30 seconds left. But the yeah. other thing here is that this is a federalist issue. Mm-hmm. If okay. legally, constitutionally, the issue is the CDC doesn't have that statutory power. I'm traveling tomorrow. I'm, tomorrow I'm flying to Boston. Massachusetts still has a statewide travel mandate, so I have to have a mask wow. when, when I'm traveling to Boston. And I think it should be, at this point, up to the states and let the travel authorities within those states Figure play out. a role in this. I, I hear that sigh. I know yeah. you want to say something. Well, I hate it then because then we put all of the work on the, the flight attendants, and they have been through enough. That's, um, mm-hmm. the, the staffers that work in the crazy people on these flights that decide to take out all of their aggressions. I know. On, that's horrible. Yeah, uh, that's not, not well, a good I, thing. I, I think the solution there would be don't don't make it an on-flight thing. Like, if you exit the flight, the flight attendant's only job is to say, remember, this is a state that requires a mass mandate. When you're in this airport, you will need this. And let TSA on the ground in those airports deal with it. Well, that's interesting, too. John has suggested next time y'all get together, if y'all agree again, somebody's got to throw in your mama. Okay. Yeah. So just somebody remember My mama. Yeah. Yeah, Not your mama, Ian. My mama. Yeah. Ian went to school and he was supposed to say your mama to the kid that was teaching, uh, teasing him. And he said, (laughs) my mama, my mama, Ian, you're so adorable. Stephen Hanwork, Joe Cunningham, thank you for your time today. Thank Thank you. you. It is coming up now on 7.58 on Acadiana's Morning News. Want a financial consultant who sees things through your eyes? Talk to Jeff Gunnels, your local Charles Schwab branch leader at 337-265-4210. I'm Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. Netflix shares are sinking after the streaming service reported losing 200,000 subscribers in the recent quarter. It's not necessarily that people aren't watching, they're not paying. Netflix is looking at ways to crack down on password sharing, and it's considering a lower-priced ad-supported version of its streaming service like Disney+, Hulu, and others are offering. Along with Netflix shares slumping, Walt Disney, Roku, Warner Brothers Discovery, and even Amazon shares are lower. IBM continues to see strong demand for its hybrid cloud service. Its quarter was stronger than predicted. Health insurance company Anthem is raising expectations for this year. Enrollment in its health plans rose by 3.3 million members from a year earlier. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation, worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. 
Peace on the table. CJ Papa Fox News. The Kremlin says Russia has presented Ukraine with a draft document outlining its demands as part of peace talks and is now awaiting a response from Kiev. Spokesman Dmitry Peskov saying today the terms are absolutely clear, adding the ball is in their court. Ukraine presented Russia with its own peace deal last month in Turkey. Meanwhile, Russian forces are tightening their vice in some parts of Ukraine. Russia is moving ahead with its second major phase of this war right now. Defense officials say 78 battalion tactical groups are spread across the Donbass region. That means up to 62,000 Russian troops on the ground right now. And in the nearly leveled coastal city of Mariupol, a brutal standoff between Ukrainian Marines and the Russians is growing more desperate. Fox's Matt Finn in the western city of Lviv. Multiple sources say another round of lethal aid for Ukraine from the U.S. will be nearly as much as the $800 million package announced last week. Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby spells out what the government has sent so far. We have helped deliver, not just from our stocks, but from stocks of other nations, more than 50 million rounds of small arms ammunition of various calibers. 50 million. Now, the U.S. has sent more than $2.5 billion in military aid to Ukraine since Russia invaded at the end of February. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin dialing up his Chinese counterpart today for the first time since becoming Pentagon chief more than a year ago. Austin calls China the U.S. military's leading long-term challenge. Requested the telephone conversation with General, General Wee Fang after months of failed effort to try and speak to the highest ranking uniform officer in the Communist Party military structure. Don't toss that mask just yet. The Department of Justice says it will appeal a ruling that dropped the COVID-19 mask mandates for public transportation if the CDC says it is necessary. America is listening to Fox News. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation, worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like the world is throwing everything it has at you. And to succeed, you need someone to guide you through. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the Windows PCs and tech advice to help you navigate whatever challenges you're up against and get you safely to where you want to be. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. A start to a simpler experience with Windows 11 Pro. Johnny Depp expected to spend most of the day on the witness stand in his defamation trial against his ex-wife Amber Heard. He testified for three hours yesterday. Never did I myself reach the point of um, uh, striking misheard in any way. And Depp is suing Hurt for $50 million after she referred to herself as a survivor of domestic violence in an op-ed. The trial in Fairfax, Virginia, expected to resume just after 10 a.m. Eastern. The opening bell on Wall Street coming up at the bottom of the hour. All eyes on a major streaming service. Fox's Jenny Casola. Netflix is testing ways to reduce password sharing, and it could be adding a new, cheaper service with commercials. The streaming service is looking at ways to boost its subscriber base. Netflix 
Netflix ended the recent quarter with 200,000 fewer subscribers and expects to lose 2 million more in the current quarter. Shutting down its service in Russia resulted in the loss of 700,000 subscribers. It's looking at a lower-priced ad-supported version of Netflix to compete with similar services from Disney Plus, Hulu, and others. Ginny Coselda, Fox News. In pre-market trading, Netflix trading down over 28%. From stars of the silver screen to stars in the heavens. NASA says the Lyrids, first recorded some 2,700 years ago in China, will be the most active Friday morning, just in time for Earth Day. The moon will be nearly full and fairly bright, but will set before the peak shower time near dawn. The meteor shower is expected to be a grand Earth Day show because the Lyrids can surprise watchers with spectacular outbursts of 100 meteors an hour. That is Fox's Carmen Roberts reporting. I'm CJ Papa. This is Fox News. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win $10,000. Just enter the following code word into your KPL News app where it says cash code. And make sure you listen for more code words throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. You ready? Here is your code word. The cash word is brunch. Brunch. B-R-U-N-C-H, brunch, as in that meal you have between breakfast and lunch. Or if you're like me, you eat it in addition to breakfast and lunch. Brunch, B-R-U-N-C-H. That is our first cash code today. Go to kpel965.com, click on win cash, or kpel965.com or the app, click win cash, type in brunch for your chance to win $10,000 courtesy of Matthew James Financial and News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. Uh, you like how we do that, Bernie? We go from game show host to newsman. I feel like... Uh, what was his name? Hugh Downs. Yeah. That's what I feel, feel like right about now. That's a good fit. Uh, it's pretty good there, buddy. <laughs> it is 8, 10 in the morning. What's the widget say? Are we up to 60 yet? We are at 59 degrees. 59. We yeah. are oh so close to 60 degrees. Yes. Daniel Phillips says we'll get to 80 today. 10% chance of showers. A full look at the forecast in just a little bit. For News Talk 96.5 KPEL, I'm Ian Ozan. We start in Mamu where two men are wanted in connection with an incident in which someone shot at the town's police chief. It all started with a drive-by shooting on 3rd Street. Lewis Jones and Devontae Poulard are accused of being part of that drive-by shooting. They're also accused of shooting at the chief after they led police on a chase. Call 911 if you know where they are. In Youngsville, the city council approves a master plan for the expansion of the sports complex. That expansion includes high school and college regulation baseball fields with sunken dugouts, an amphitheater, a jogging trail, and more. Dirt work is already underway. In Lafayette, a vote to build a new Northeast Regional Library will have to be redone. The Library Board approved that motion and several others this year without the minimum number of votes required by state law. The board was supposed to consider bylaw revisions during Monday's meeting, but the proposed changes may also avoid it or may have also violated state law. Also in Lafayette, the old city hall at the corner of Lee and Jefferson now has a new name. The city council voted to rename the building after former Lafayette Community Development Director Phil Lank. Lank died in January. He's best known for securing the funds to renovate the Hyman Center and to revitalize downtown in the 1980s. 
He's also one of the co-creators of Festival International. Remember that old Ally Discount Tires commercial? Tires, they're not cheap, they're not pretty, they smell bad, but you got to have them. You can say the same thing about insurance in Louisiana. It's not cheap, it's not pretty, but you have to have it. And now a new survey says the state's policyholders feel their insurance doesn't do enough for them. David Grubb reports. The LSU Public Policy Research Lab continues to release its findings from the 2022 Louisiana survey. And Associate Professor Michael Henderson says when respondents were asked how they felt about how their insurance providers have handled property claims over the last two years. About half who are satisfied, about half of those who are dissatisfied. With the state facing multiple weather-related disasters, it's no surprise that 40% of those asked said they had filed a property damage claim during that time, with a large majority saying that the costs are too high and overall satisfaction is low. There's just a lot of feeling of just pessimism and dissatisfaction that things just aren't going well. I'm David Grubb. At the state capitol, a bill that would ban transgender children from playing high school athletics is headed to the House. Senator Beth Mizell's bill easily cleared the Senate by a 29-6 to vote. Senator Jay Luno opposed the bill. He says the Louisiana High School Athletic Association already has rules in place to prohibit transgender athletes. Mizell responded by saying this bill clarifies that language. If we pass this legislation, it is my belief that someone will file suit and that they very likely will win that suit, and we will have that issue here in the state of Louisiana. This is a reinforcement mechanism that gives them the opportunity to stand by their gender standards that exist right now. Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed similar legislation last year. Meanwhile, a bill to kill the death penalty is dead on arrival. Brooke Thorrington has the update. Bill sponsor Katrina Jackson of Monroe says the state has mistakenly sentenced innocent men to death before. The one thing that we cannot give back to a person when they've been convicted innocently is their life. She argued it's time to end death sentences altogether. Franklinton Senator Beth Mizell isn't sure ending executions is a good idea. It's, it's all we got until Christ gives his judgment. It's all we got. Baton Rouge's Bodie White says there's still a deterrent effect to capital punishment. I think they do deserve the possibility of the death penalty in the most heinous circumstances. The vote was five to one against killing the bill for the session. I'm Brooke Thorrington. $232 million. That's how much money was spent on sports betting in Louisiana last month. And as Brooke Thorrington reports, the state's gaming chairman is beyond pleased with that number. About $232 million actually wagered. We do know that that was in large part to the March Madness, but in particular, the Final Four being in New Orleans. Ronnie John says they identified more than 10,000 geolocations that wagered for the first time in Louisiana, and they were located inside the Superdome. So how much does $232 million wagered mean for the state? Probably be about $5.6, $5.7 million of taxes that were paid. John says he's extremely pleased with how things are progressing. I'm Brooke Thorrington. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajun softball team gets a big hit at the right time. The delivery. That's a fly ball hit well to center field. And diving forward and missing is Davis. One run scores. Jerry Glasgow waves around. Carly Heath, two run score. And the Cajuns take a 4-2 lead. Alexa Langlier's two-run double in the top of the eighth inning lifted the Cajuns to victory over Illinois. Final score, 4-2. to two. That audio, by the way, from the Raging Cajun Sports Network from Learfield. The Cajuns led 2-1 to one in the seventh inning, but Illinois tied the game with a two-out RBI single in the bottom of that frame. Louisiana puts its eight-game win streak on the line today against Indiana. First pitch set for 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Central on ESPN Lafayette. Again, 12.45 pregame, 1 o'clock first pitch Central time on ESPN Lafayette. 
The Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns baseball team falls to LSU in the Wally Pontiff Classic. Final score, LSU 6, Louisiana 4. The Tigers scored five runs in the fourth inning. That was the difference. The Cajuns resume Sunbelt play on Friday at Georgia State. In the NBA, the New Orleans Pelicans tie the Western Conference quarterfinals with the Phoenix Suns at one game apiece. Brandon Ingram, 37 points, 11 rebounds, led the Pels to the 125-114 victory last night. Game three scheduled for tomorrow in New Orleans. Pelicans head coach Willie Green assesses Ingram's performance last night. He was one of his best, and it was on the big stage. I'm proud of that young man. Uh, he works his tail off. He's a great teammate, high character, high IQ, and he put it on display tonight. Again, game three tomorrow in New Orleans. By the way, Phoenix's Devin Booker left the game with an undisclosed injury. Powerball jackpot tonight worth $370 million. Lotto at $1,050,000. And the Easy Five at $110,000. And, Bernie, let's go ahead and take a look at the mailbag oh, yes. uh, while we have the opportunity. I think we, we should. Had a bunch of messages yes. come in. <laughs> yes. We read John's about the Yo Mama uh-huh. at the end of, of the hour. Are you there? I don't hear you on the in oh. return. I'm sorry. I guess I didn't hit the right button. I apologize. There you go. So let's see. We I'm read having Wayne's a case remark. of the Mondays, and it's Wednesday. So that should explain hey, it and wrap it all up it, for you on that part, right? <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Uh, Blaine checked in. We read his comment. Ian for library board president. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, we read Butterbean Frisky Owl. Sounds like the plus-size gentleman's club. Uh, Bradley. Uh, well, Frisky Owl actually sounds like a good uh, beer trivia name or bar trivia name. Yes. Uh, Bradley says it's not the library's job to parent people's children or ban books, for that matter. Uh, this is a gross overreach. Sean says stop building car washes and start building libraries. <laughs> also, I like the idea of, of having an after-school program that drops kids off at the library and a shuttle bus to bring them home after a... Hold on, let me see. It, it cut off here, so I have to open it. Oh, that's okay. And it would, you know, bring them back to their neighborhood, their home, etc. Right, bring them back home and tutoring or use of computers for project and homework. Uh, he said, very interesting. I wonder if the Boys and Girls Clubs could facilitate something like this. And he's right. That's a good public-private partnership between both LCG, between the school board, and an organization like the Boys and Girls Club. So he's on to something there. So, so Ian, um, um, actually, uh, our, our district's buses do drop off kids at Boys and Girls Clubs and other after-school programs. So there is a relationship between ah. the district and these clubs. So the district can probably contract out in a similar way. We just have to make sure, though, because we do have a bus driver shortage, among other shortages <laughs> yep, in our education system. That's a good point. Yeah. Ian, Ian, you think we should test out to see if we can drive the bus? Uh, I don't trust myself that well enough. I'll stick to <laughs> the my CD, The CDL process is painful. So Oh, so that's that's going to be a no for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm staying away from a CDL. I'll stick to mine. Uh, and Damien checks in. And this is a great point. Northside Library, plenty of unused space in the Northgate yep. Mall. Access to city bus, walking and biking distance. And he's absolutely right. Joe brought up the Winn Dixie at the corner of Moss and Pond de Mouton. You have a lot of wide open space in the Northgate Mall for even a temporary library until a new one is built on that end. It's centrally located and would be the perfect place to do it. Now, the question is, would the mall owners work with LCG to lease out at um, at the most affordable rate or at the lowest cost to the library board and to the parish government? That's the million-dollar question. But Bradley is – or excuse me, Damien is certainly onto something there. That is a good call on his part. And then John Dozat says – if we get everybody in for Winging It Wednesday, we'll have Yo Mamas all over the place. <laughs> Yo Mama. 
I love it. It's coming up now on 819 on Acadiana's Morning News. News update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. We've had a beautiful couple of days across Acadiana. Temperatures expected to get up to about 80 degrees today. I do think we see a lot more clouds out there, mostly cloudy skies, as we roll through a majority of the day today. Now, that being said, we are going to get a little bit of clearing in the late afternoon. We should be fairly clear overnight tonight. Temperatures are expected to get down into the mid-60s, so I think we drop to about 65 headed into Thursday morning. Thursday going to be a slightly stickier day. We do get a lot more sunshine, but the moisture is going to be out there. I think we get up to about 85 degrees. We'll feel a little muggier as well. Winds shouldn't be quite as strong as they are going to be fairly blustery throughout the course of the day today. We stay quiet all the way through the weekend. Next chance for showers is going to be Monday and Tuesday of next week. Front comes through, but the early indications are that we should have a very nice forecast for Festival International next weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. And 59 degrees, cloudy skies here at the KPEL studios news talk 96.5 kpel right now traffic we've got a fender bender it is on west Penhook, right between cully saloon and larue france that's Penhook between cully saloon and larue france also a little earlier fender bender west congress at jasmine that's west congress at jasmine please buckle up out there give us a call if you see something if you got the kpel app you can also notify the West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau is proud to present Kite Fest April 30th and May 1st. This festival of the year is family-friendly and free with kites, inflatables, food booths, fireworks, and more. Learn more at westbatonrouge.net. It's coming up now at 824 on Acadiana's Morning News. Bernadette Lee, Ian Ozan here with you. Also hey, sitting hey, hey. in, Joe Cunningham. He hosts a show through to four, Monday through Friday. Right here on KPL. So the three amigos are back together again today. Good morning, everyone. Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. And how's it going? It's going well in Bloomington, Indiana. It is cloudy, rain coming a little bit later on today, which is why the Cajuns game got pushed up. But otherwise, it's not bad in downtown Bloomington. Okay, so got to ask about that part. I missed the time. Tell me a little bit more. So 1 o'clock Central Time, 2 o'clock Eastern, because we are in Indiana. It's all Eastern uh, time zone now. So uh, we're an hour ahead. So it's 9 o'clock right now. So uh, if if I'd have looked at my clock and thought, oh, it's 9, why isn't moon on? It's because we're an hour ahead. Yes, that would be, uh, yes, in the Eastern. Yes, you are correct. All right, so um, Ian, as the legislature is kind of continuing to go on, I thought the discussions that were covered in the news were pretty interesting um, and one is that bill to kill the death penalty because we, you know, talked about this a little bit earlier this week. Um, I, I really I don't find that as a big surprise because I think a lot of people in Louisiana are very supportive of the death penalty. It's I'm it's hard to gauge. And Joe, maybe you can elaborate or give some insight on this, because based on what we saw yesterday in terms of testimony, There was a lot of emotional outpouring from those against the death penalty, including families of victims of death penalty defendants, people who were put to death. Mm -hmm. We saw Sister Helen Prejean there. We saw people who said it's not a deterrent, that it wastes state money. But really and truly, have we heard much of anything from the ground from people who 
have strong opinions one way or the other because it's like one of these things that pops up in the legislature, but it's not something you hear about all that much. Well, it's, part of the reason you don't hear about it much is that we haven't actually had really any executions in, in the last several years. Yeah, it's been a about while. About 12 um, years. Yeah, and, and part of that goes back to uh, it was an Obama administration policy that was uh, – it was a regulatory measure on the drugs for uh, – chemically induced uh uh capital punishment wasn't it it wasn't it something like that it was a i don't a, remember a, if it was i don't remember if it was an obama regulation or if the pharmaceutical companies just said we don't want our products associated with death maybe it was both maybe, maybe it was both a mix maybe it's a strong lobbying yeah. effort from the farmers i'm not sure which yeah. it was but but we just simply did not have the drugs there for a while to do the chemically induced uh capital punishment uh but i I very much agree with the argument that it is a pro-life issue, and and I've wrestled with this for a while. You remember when Bobby Jindal was governor, he mm-hmm. actually had a push to make uh, the the uh, sexual assault and, and rape of anyone 12 yeah. or under a capital offense. Yeah. And I think that was overturned by the Supreme Court. It was Right, under Louisiana law, it was a, a capital offense at that point until mm-hmm. Kennedy versus Louisiana in 08. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I think... You know that was a very sensitive issue then, and I can fully empathize with the argument that it should be, especially in that case. But at the same time, it it really isn't a deterrent. I think that's one of the few times I disagree with Bodie White on on something. Um, is that it, it's not really that much of a deterrent. People don't don't decide whether or not to do a crime based on whether or not it's not within their focus. Whenever right. the crime is occurring, right? And and is so what you contend, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's a deterrent, and I think mm-hmm. that if we are, especially as a, a Republican and conservative state, if we are concerned with the issue of life, which we are, and the polling and the voting shows it, we should be concerned for the lives of everybody, not just the unborn. And that's where you kind of get into, in some cases, the argument of, well, how much money are we spending keeping people locked up forever? And you know what? Keeping somebody locked up forever, I think, is better because you're keeping them off yeah. the street and you're yeah. not taking somebody's life. And, yeah. and we can get into the biblical arguments. Well, the Bible says, you know, the Bible justifies capital punishment and all that and, and, and everything like that. But I, I find myself as I get older and get kind of more involved with the pro-life, pro-choice argument and stuff like that, I find myself really agreeing that pro-life extends beyond the unborn and that we really need to try to make that as as a moral argument that should be the case now when i you know what changed for me i'm gonna tell you this i was always pro-choice then circumstances were where i went with someone to take a pregnancy test in order Mm -hmm. to get the test they made you watch the video yeah saw the video i immediately turned from pro-choice to Mm pro-life years later when I asked myself the question, I'm like, I'm very much in support of the death penalty. But then when I asked myself the question, could I walk in that room and press the button and let those plungers of medicines go in there to stop someone's lungs and heart? And then I realized, I'm like, well, I couldn't flip the switch. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's when I switched back to, yeah, maybe I'd rather just see them stay in jail the whole time for the rest of their lives and I mean, we have seen cases where people have been put to death and then post-death have been exonerated in crimes. It's not like it's not happened. Yeah, you're giving a very permanent solution to a crime that the person may not. And that, that, right. one, that one sliver of, of mm-hmm. chance that you mm-hmm. got it wrong in the trial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll also tell you, I fully support people, though, 
who truly believe in the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Because I can appreciate it from that side as well, as I stood on that side for decades. And the thing with it is, you mentioned the the sliver that you may get it wrong. One of the people who testified yesterday was a man who was convicted of murder and sentenced to death for shooting in New Orleans and came back that his trial wasn't fair because the witness who implicated him wasn't wearing her glasses and couldn't verify whether or not she saw him. The prosecution withheld that evidence. Come to find out it wasn't him. They eventually got the right guy. So he was one of the people who testified. They also got a family of someone whose someone whose child was killed, their murderer, that person's murderer was executed. And the family testified, said, we're opposed to it now because it re-traumatized us. Mm-hmm. So that's another side of it where you have families saying, get rid of it because we lived through death once already. We don't want to have to deal with it again. Interesting. Yeah. Joe? Can, no, that, that's, that's a, mm-hmm. you know, that, that one sliver of a chance mm-hmm. that the prosecution got it wrong, withheld evidence, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Me too. That's and, why I've and, changed my mind. Yeah, too. and, and I'm, I'm not comfortable with the idea of that permanent a solution mm-hmm. for somebody who is implicated in this and, and found guilty of, because what if we got it wrong? The system is not perfect. We've had enough discussions over the past several years. The system is not perfect. Mm-hmm. And to make a permanent... Uh, to, to make a, a permanent decision like capital punishment when the system is imperfect, I think is morally wrong. Interesting. Do you find that a lot of people are switching to that? I, I, still... I actually think I think there is actually you don't poll it very often. Yeah, because it's just not one of the hot topics. Not issues. now. Right. I, I mean, mean go, it's not, yeah, you, you look at the public polling of the day. Everybody's mm-hmm. polling on immigration, the economy, mm-hmm. uh, all this other stuff. Nobody's talking about these these lesser issues Mm -hmm. um they still even though nobody's really talking about abortion they won't until this summer when the supreme court rules on the texas case um they they are talking about abortion because that's a hot topic life issue nobody's asking about the death penalty because it's just nobody's really putting people to death right now i think there have been a couple in the last year or so Mm -hmm. but not not enough that it's back on people's radars yes but I think there is an undercurrent that if you were to ask the question, a lot more people are going to actually be err on the side of caution. Let's just keep them locked up instead of putting somebody to death. Interesting. Okay. Gents, we got to take a break. We got more to come on Acadiana's Morning News. Ian's got headlines sweeping in in just a bit. Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana. Moon Griffon, next on News Talk 96.5. KPL. <laughs> Coming up now on 836 on Acadiana's Morning News. All right. Raise your hand, anybody, whether it's me or Ian or Joe. Who 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 doesn't like to go to the dentist? Me. <laughs> Joe has his hand raised. Ian, are you, are you, do you, does it a kind of a, I can take it or leave it? I'm, I you, really just. You see it. that thing waving in the distance? That's not a bird. Okay. All right. Good to know. All right, let's go to Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'm bummed it's not Sheboygan, but I'll take it. Sheboygan! 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 (laughs) All right. A man in Wisconsin had to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. He accidentally inhaled a drill bit while he was (gasps) in the dentist's chair. Oh, I'm yes. sorry to our advertiser, Dr. Muse. Uh, I will no longer be going to my appointments anytime in the near future. 
That's it. When you say he inhaled, I thought we were sticking to 420. Right? I, I Seriously, I knew you were yeah. going to say that. How did I just know Ian was going to say that? You're hilarious. Okay, so he this guy. He was going to go to the dentist, but, but then he got high. <laughs> his name is Tom Josie. He said he was getting his tooth filled last month. And oh, no, 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 he no, inhaled no, no. this drill bit. I'll take a story about spiders invading or snakes invading over this. I'm not, this is, this is, don't stick things in my mouth because I'm terrified of, there was an episode of House yeah. where in, it was the third season of House. Okay. There was, that's, that's how strange my mind works. It was the third season <laughs> of House. The, there were these, the, the opening scene where they, they show there's a medical issue and what ended up happening is the kid who was making out with his girlfriend accidentally swallowed the toothpick and it was tearing up his... In- so I'm ter- I am still get them because I still want to get the whatever out of my teeth. The toothpicks terrify me to this day. A drill bit in a dentist's office? Forget it. I'm done. <laughs> oh my God. Y'all, this is crazy. And it's, it, was, it was a one inch long drill bit. And, and when he swallowed it, 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 it literally... Got stuck in one of his lungs. So they had mm. to get this special device to extract it. Um, the guy took home the drill bit and he has it displayed on a shelf in his home. I'm- Under a big banner wow. that says, never going to the dentist again. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, it's the sounds in the dental office. But I go to the dentist all for the time. For me, this is so... I I. Sleep apnea, which is again the reason I couldn't get my CDL when I was going to drive right. the bus for my school. Yeah, uh, for sporting events. Um, <laughs> uh, I have sleep apnea, and when they have to work on your teeth, they they have to lay you flat. Well, sleep apnea folks don't oh, yeah. do well flat on their we back. We snore, man, it's and they terrible. put the little thing in your mouth to keep your mouth up, the little brace to keep yes. your mouth open. And so I'm sitting there, and yes, they have the little straw that sucks up the saliva and everything, but they don't get everything. And so it all sits there at the back of my throat when I'm already panicking about not being able to breathe. And so I'm sitting there, and and the last thing that the last time I went and had my my teeth done, the the, uh, Dr. Muse was nice enough Uh to give me some of the nitrous to help me relax a little bit. So that helped. That's why it's genius. That's why what they do is genius. But it was one, I was seriously like borderline panic attack. (laughs) I get and it. now you're I telling me I get that it, there is the the slightest possibility. Now I'm not going to accuse Dr. Muse of being guilty of this well, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But just the outside possibility that one of those drill bits uh-huh. can come loose and uh-huh. go down my throat. No, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, well, you can you can use the little cat the little mini Captain Hook thing to scrape my teeth for right? days on end, but you're not drilling my mouth anymore. <laughs> They're gonna straight up just put you. They're under, gonna bro. knock me out. That's They're it. gonna have to knock me out yeah. to get anything done from here I, on out. Look, and the last time I went to knows. a dentist, they knocked me out. So did they knock you oh. out last time too? Yeah, I've oh, got God, something. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. It is. I've got something coming up, and I'm looking forward to that. It's the sounds, guys. Yeah, the sounds of any when when the thing is the little tool mm-hmm. is with the hook scraping your teeth freaks me out. At this the, point, I'll take that over the drill bit, right? The drill bit sound freaks me out. I mean, any of the sounds. It's not anything. You ever been laying there and they start drilling and uh-huh. you can see the smoke and the little, yes. the little bits of tooth and that, that are is why you out. close your eyes. You do mm. not <laughs> look at that, bro. You got you got to start closing your eyes. 
I think you have a little serious PTSD going yeah, on, I man. Just, I, I get I, it. And it's not even my story. I just now I'm, I've, I've got post-traumatic stress from this news story. Look, after we work in radio, Bernie and Joe, you work in radio now, and and we can I can say this, oh, sitting Lord. and listening, some of the noises we hear working in radio, oh, I can yeah. handle a drill bit. Mm-hmm. Well, that he does have a good point. It does get rather uh, raucous. My here. wife just texted oh, me. Oh, what'd she say? She said, I'm changing the station now. Oh, Miss Christy. <laughs> sorry, Miss Christy. We're sorry. I hope she wasn't eating her breakfast. Anybody else do? No, she's, she's taking the kids because they've got dance classes all morning. So, so Chris is sitting there listening to this, and she's like, now I can't go to the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Miss Krista. We're sorry. Now in dance class, they'll teach them how to do the drill bit. They'll just twirl around <laughs> as fast as they can. A new bit. I like no it. No longer the pirouette is the drill bit. That's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now that we scared everybody, A42. Continuing the long tradition of informing you in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. Yo. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana. Temperatures today getting up to about 80 degrees in the afternoon. Those winds got to be picking up. They'll be quite gusty this afternoon coming in out of the south. 15 to 20 miles an hour, probably gusting closer to about 30. Overnight lows tonight in the mid-60s. We'll get a little more sunshine tomorrow. We do stay warm and a little on the muggy side as we round out the work week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. All right, right now we've got cloudy skies. Oh, my goodness, 61 degrees. Wow. Heat wave. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right. Traffic crash with injuries. It is still up on the board. Happened about 20 minutes or so ago. It's on Pinhook between La Rue France and Cali Saloon. That's Pinhook between La Rue France and the area of East Cali Saloon Road. Please make sure that you guys buckle up. And you keep it safe out there. As always, if you see some traffic trouble, please give us a call, 232-1542. And if you have the KPL app, you can just hit the phone icon. Fire it all. It is coming up now at 847, Akita's Morning News. I saw I came Bernadette Lee, Ian Ozan here with you. Joe Cunningham sitting in for an extended segment. I love this guy. We all love him. He's on three to four also, Monday through Friday. But we had to have you because you're always a rotating guest for Winging It Wednesday. I try to be here as often as I can, as often as the school year will let me. Uh, Yeah. And it's... uh, Well, thankfully, we only have, what, three weeks left? Yes. About three to four weeks when we get back. When we get back, seniors have two weeks left. So we get back on Monday. Uh, Seniors will have two weeks left after that. Then you've got another, I think, two to... uh, one to two weeks after that for regulars. Now, also, here in the parish, middle school soccer is starting when we get back. So we can have our trials and everything in the next week. Uh, in May, the, the first full week of May, we're going to have uh, middle school soccer season, and I will be coaching oh, for Lord. that. So that's going to take us right up to the end of the school year, too. So here's my schedule throughout the month of May. <laughs> go to school, get here, yeah. leave school, come here for 3 to 4, go back to school for 4.30 to 6 practice or a soccer game all through the month of May, 
hopefully win a parish tournament out of that because yeah, you know, I want that's to what win. you're going for. Yeah. Why in the world do they put soccer season at the end of the year when but, high school plays in November, December, January, February? Torture. It, it's it's <laughs> it's kind of an afterthought. Now now here's the thing: at the middle school level, and and Nick Jeffers does a very good job of scheduling this. You make sure that the middle school seasons for the different sports don't overlap. And right. during the winter, you also have basketball going on at the same time that high school basketball is going on. Mm -hmm. So soccer just kind of gets pushed to the end. Now, last year, because of COVID, soccer was actually at the beginning of the year, and they pushed football to later in the year. But right. what you have is typically you make sure the sports seasons don't overlap because you want the kids to be able to play every sport that they want to. Sure. You don't want them to be shut out of one sport because they were still in one season when trials for the next one were happening. So, Makes sense. So credit goes to Nick Jeffers on that and enforcing that rule because that has been a rule that's kind of been abused by some in the past. Ooh. Yeah. And Nick Jeffers, an Opelousas Junior High School alumnus himself, and my dad taught him, I think, English and French back in the day. Nick <laughs> Jeffers is a good dude. So if he made that decision and he's enforcing it, I trust his judgment 100%. And I, I will say I, I love Jeffers. I've coached against him in basketball. And I actually want, I, I coached a freshman basketball game against him when he was at Acadiana. Um, yeah. So it was a it was a three game night. It was freshman JV and varsity. He coached the freshman team. His he had a, his JV coach do the JV, and then he coached varsity as well. I coached our freshman against him, and I actually won. So I'm, I'm <laughs> I beat Nick. I technically beat Nick Jeffers once in a basketball game, which is all I care about. Um, but that was also when he had the longer hair and the beard. Now he's a very clean cut, right. official looking guy, and he's doing a great job at Parish Athletics. Like he's done a yeah, fantastic job. One of the best hires. For athletic director for the parish you could have had. Wow. I ran into him shortly after he shaved the, the beard, and I did not recognize him. Like, Ian, you don't recognize me? No. <laughs> no. It's me, Nick Jeffers. <laughs> Dude, what happened to the beard? He's like, front office, got to do it. Yeah. Uh -huh. As we are wrapping up here today, all right, normally Ian gets to pick mm -hmm. between the states. So do you want Minneapolis, Joe, or do you want Florida? You can pick either one. Ooh, if it's a Florida news story, you know, Florida man is an infamous devil, and I like Florida man stories. Let's go with that. All right. Who knew the Grinch had a side hustle working Easter? Oh, I'll allow it. Got a side hustle. He's working Easter. Apparently, there is an Easter Grinch, and this person lives in Orlando, Florida. Parents there say they paid money to a service that was called Egg My Yard for oh, Easter. No. And the funny oh, thing no. is, we do have this service locally, and people have used it before, and it's great here. I've, I've seen results of it, all that. But here in Florida, the Egg My Yard people were supposed to scatter candy-filled eggs in subscribers' yards on Easter morning. However, in Orlando, yes, in Orlando, Florida, the Egg My Yard people apparently... Must have changed their name to pocket your money and skip town. Apparently, oh. yeah, no candy, no candy-filled eggs, no Easter bunny, no Easter bunny ears to rip off with your teeth. Nothing. These people skip town. That's that's amazing. Only in Florida. I'm telling you, they got a local group that does it, mm -hmm. and they're amazing at it. They've been doing it for several years. Um, so, yeah, who knew? Easter Grinch. Wow. Now we know, guys. Finally... He the right weapons at the right time. A man in Minneapolis thought he had to, well, Look. he thought he had the perfect weapon to pull off a robbery of a hotel. So he went into the front lobby like any good robber, carrying his magic wand 
and told the clerk, <laughs> if you don't give me all the money, I'm going to Harry Potter cast a spell on you. <laughs> Did they laugh at him? Well, the clerk pulled out a little magic of his own in the form of a handgun. Oh. Realizing that the clerk's magic was, in fact, better than his measly little tiny and probably strangely shaped wand, the would-be robber retreated <clears throat> with his wand tucked between his legs. Watch a different movie, kids. <laughs> mm -hmm. Watch a different movie. Get your threats from somewhere else. I'm sick of the Harry Potter references. I'm, I love the Harry Potter series. I went and watched Fantastic Beasts last week. Was it good? I thought it was. It's gotten some bad reviews, but I thought it was a really good. A I thought really it was good show? Good. Um, it's not the best Harry Potter movie they put out there, but I thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah. But don't trust the critics anyway. I don't. We probably yeah. love it because we're real. Go people. watch a real movie like I'm going to get you, sucker. Yes. Well, there's that too. <laughs> it's coming up now on 8:53 on Acadiana's Morning News. Joe Cunningham was sitting in for Winging It Wednesday, kind of stuck around, and we appreciate your time. And you're going to be back this afternoon. I will, three to four this afternoon. Uh, your Super Bowl winning armchair quarterback with all of my analysis. <laughs> uh, I think I'll focus on a lot of state stuff because I wanted to do state stuff yesterday, but ended up focusing almost entirely on national. Uh, also, don't forget, I have a column up at redstate.com. CNN analyst believes immigration is going to sneak up on Democrats in 2022. You can go read that story and you can check out. Uh, all the stuff that I'm writing at Red State. You can also get the podcast version of my show if you go to kitchenpundit.substack.com. Ah, he's a man on a mission. Joe, thank you yes, so much. Is. Thanks for letting me come hang out again. Yeah, it's been a blast. Ian. No, thank you. Yeah, like, we got to wrap it up for this morning. I'm sad the show's over. You promise? Well, no, God willing. Will you do it again uh, tomorrow? Will you do it yeah, again? Yeah, we'll do it again okay. tomorrow. All right, just checking. I know you got yeah, that Yeah, God willing, gig. the checks don't bounce. We'll be back here tomorrow from Bloomington, Indiana. And uh, Josh Gilroy will be with us, too. Yes, he will. Get your questions, your comments, your concerns. You can light up the phone line. You can send us a text via the KPL app, free in the App Store. You can communicate through a regular old email. Or just jangle the line at 232-1542. So be thinking about what you want to ask about. Today, a high temperature at 80 and a mixture of clouds and sun. Only a few peaks of sun, though. Can we try to love one another till we talk again? Amen. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Our Lady of Lords, where they believe your health lives in the story of your life. They listen. They heal. Visit lordsrmc.com. We listen. We heal. For more information. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Netflix shares are sharply lower. Shares of other streaming services are also slumping after Netflix reported losing subscribers in the recent quarter and predicts it'll lose $2 million in the current quarter. Netflix wants to crack down on password sharing, and it's looking at an ad-supported version of its streaming service. Procter & Gamble's earnings were stronger than expected. It's continuing to see strong demand for its higher-end products, and it's raising its sales forecast for the year. Mortgage rates rose again this week as measured by the Mortgage Bankers Association. The average rate on the 30-year fixed rate mortgage increased to 5.2% last week, a 12-year high. It was 5.13% in the week before. The number of mortgage applications declined last week. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation, worse than the current 40-year highs. 
Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. Okay, dads, it's time to do the Cabbage Patch, the Running Man, or something more contemporary, the Floss. That's right. Dance like a dad with your kids. Learn more at fatherhood.gov. Sponsored by Ad Council. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Mass, CJ Papa, Fox News. President Biden asked if people should put on masks when they fly, despite a ruling Monday from a federal judge saying it's okay to go massless while on a plane or other mass transit. That's up to them. Well, in New York City, as well as California, officials there requiring people to wear their masks on public transportation. But in Florida, change at the Magic Kingdom when it comes to face coverings. More live now from Fox's Evan Brown. Uh, CJ, Walt Disney World in Orlando is once again making masks optional in all areas. The resort had been requiring them in indoor areas, at hotels and at the theme parks, as well as on transportation. The policy change comes as a federal court in Florida rules the CDC's mandate for masks on public transit to be unconstitutional. An Associated Press poll, however, shows mixed support for widespread unmasking. A little more than half of the thousand Americans polled still believe masks on public transportation should be required, CJ. All right, thanks so much, Eben. The White House sending more than $2.5 billion in military aid to Ukraine, including another $800 million worth of lethal aid that will be start arriving this week. Florida Congressman Michael Wall speaking last hour to Fox News. We have got to unload uh, the full amount of arms and weaponry that we can, and I would like to see our Eastern European allies pushing their Russian made systems in so that the Ukrainians can use them and utilize them more quickly without training. Meanwhile, the Kremlin says it delivered a roadmap to peace and it's waiting for Ukraine to respond. Meanwhile, D.C. Metro Police moments ago call it a robbery gone wrong at the Peruvian embassy in Washington, D.C. And taking place earlier this morning, police say the Secret Service used their tasers, but that did not work before they fired, killing the suspect. America is listening to Fox News. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation, worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like you're going 100 miles an hour, barely keeping up. But to cruise through challenges, you need someone who's right there with you. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the Windows PCs and tech advice you need to get past whatever's in front of you and get where you want to go. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. A start to a simpler experience with Windows 11. 
skies across Acadiana today. Those highs are going to be getting up to about 80 degrees in the afternoon. Winds are coming from the south at 15 to 20 miles an hour, gusting closer to about 30, and those lows are going to be down in the mid-60s overnight tonight. We're about 85 for tomorrow under mostly sunny skies. We'll stay that way through the end of the week and getting on into the weekend. Temperatures are going to stay on the warmer side. Next front expected to come through on Monday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Are you ready to purchase a home but need help coming up with the money to make it happen? Capital Area Finance Authority grant programs can help. Visit the CAFA.org today. That's the CAFA.org. It's time to win cash. Get your KPEL News apps ready because here's your chance to win $10,000. Just enter the following code word into your KPEL News app where it says cash code. And make sure you listen for more code words throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. You ready? Here is your code word. All right, your code word for this hour is CHEF, C-H-E-F, CHEF. Win Cash brought to you by Matthew James Financial. Wants you to win $10,000 here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.